The former Prime Minister, Lady Thatcher, has died following a stroke. She was 87. Uh, Adam. Yeah, yeah, Adam. Yeah. What are you doing? What? What is? What are you? Shove dig, me a bit. Digging a hole. You're digging a hole. I'm filling what in is, a hole. What? What's? Whose foot is that? You're not burying Michael Grade again, are you? What? It's a good day to bury bad news. Oh, for God's sake! Welcome to Staggering Stories Podcast One Five Six. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Staggering Stories, podcast 156, featuring... Hello, it's me. An Aston Man. I'm Real Keith. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And we I'm have cr- no crumbly. No, we, no. we are crumbless. No. Crumbly puts curry before <laughs> podcasts. Curry I think he's friends. crying in the corner somewhere, actually, isn't he? Sobbing away. Well, it's the, the only thing that scares him, curry. <laughs> <laughs> and that dead body out back is just a coincidence. Yep. Yeah, Minor technicality. Yeah. 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 Don't mention the body no. out the back. She's going to have a state funeral soon, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> Rapidly. We have some news. LucasArts. Dead! Mickey Mouse outfit Disney has closed renowned game peddler LucasArts to death. In recent years, LucasArts has been little more than a software house building Star Wars games, often quite disappointing ones, such as the Forsh Un- Forsh? Forsh Unleashed. <laughs> Starred Sean Connery. <laughs> Back in the day, however, they produced all-time classics such as the adventure games The Secret of Monkey Island, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam, and Max hit the ro- wow. Sam and Max Hit the Road, yep. Day of the Tentacle, <laughs> and Grim Fandango. Yeah. LucasArts also bought us the critically acclaimed Star Wars Dark Forces Jedi Knight series of first-person shooters. Mm. The final two, Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy, which fortunately didn't feature Steve Guttenberg, were actually developed by Raven Software. Outsourcing to third-party developers has has long been a trend with LucasArts, and that's solely what Disney will do with future games. Licence out the rights to make them to third parties. The LucasArts name may yet be retained for publishing these third-party developed Star Wars games, or it may be replaced entirely by Disney Interactive Studios. Oh dear. The games that were in development, such as the highly anticipated Boba Fett-based game Star Wars 1313, have been scrapped, unless a third party wants to pay up to continue them. Mm. I was looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah they had potential. By the sounds of it, it's a bit like the King is Dead, Long Live the King. Mm. If all LucasArts has been farming them out, if Disney farm them out to the same company, no one's going to really know the difference. Well, they did a few in-house things still, but not much. So it's yeah. more a passing of a legacy than anything. Yeah, I'd rather hope that they might reinvigorate LucasArts rather than just close it down. No, 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 no. That would cause spending more money in, in talent and enthusiasm into the uh, product, which Disney doesn't do. Yeah, but they've got all these great franchises of the past, which they've left to die. Yeah, new, new. Everything has got to be new. Yeah, no one wants be... the past. They all want new. It's all going to be Star Wars based on episodes 7, 8 and 9 yeah. mm. shame. Misfits mm. dead 
soon. <laughs> E4's superpower young offender TV series, Misfits, is to end in autumn 2013, with a fifth series of eight episodes. E4 Drama's commissioning editor, Roberto Torini, said... No, he didn't. <laughs> Misfits, no... Oh. Oh, just die die with you now we don't have Crumbly here I know so, so I'm going to do voices you will read it sensibly so people can understand it can understand. sensibly voices sensibly the naughty step is over there I will bang your head against it <laughs> Misfoot took the superhero genre and spun it on its head in an utterly unique and ambitious way Howard and co. have some big plans for the last series, and like the characters in the show, it won't be going quietly. Well done. Quite what this means for talk of a US remake or a film, we just don't know. I think I know how they're going to end it. Oh, go on. World blows up. Yeah. Well, kind of, because where they're filming it, the part of Thamesmead yeah. that they're filming, they've cleared all the houses because they're actually physically pulling it down to oh. rebuild new flats. Mm-hmm. It's near where my health centre is. Yeah. So at the moment, the whole thing is boarded up and yeah. ready to go. So you can have des- desolation. Gonna, yeah, if they're actually going to incorporate the estate being pulled down in some way with the mm. end of the programme. Hopefully. Mm. That'd be good if they could. Yeah. Ian M. Banks. Lots of bad news around this time, but none so bad as that which Ian Banks has had. The highly respected author has terminal cancer and will be dead within a few months. Mm. Banks has two literary personas, that of plain Ian Banks for his mainstream fiction and Ian M. Banks for his science fiction output, most notably his culture series of novels and short stories. His last book is already written, the Ian Banks novel The Quarry, and his publishers are working hard to bring forward the publication date. The final Ian M. Banks novel last year's The Hydrogen Sonata will therefore sadly be his final culture story, perhaps fittingly given its subject of subliming, subliming. 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 leaving the material universe to take up an immaterial immaterial existence through technological means. I hate these long words. (laughs) Should I read one of those books then? (laughs) (laughs) I know what they mean, I just can't read them. Yeah, it is a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. I'm yeah. a big fan of his uh, culture books. I've never read one of his straight fiction books yet. I have to, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, bad, bad. As we were saying, yeah, at least. I'd, 59 I'd, as well. I didn't say that. It's quite young. 59. Um, and in a way, I mean, it's like with Discworld, Pratchett yeah. coming out about his Alzheimer's and that. Mm. In some ways, you've got to respect these people for actually highlighting, yeah. the, making it publicly. It's not it's not being put in the cupboards and it's stepping into the limelight. Discuss openly. And, I guess a personal choice, isn't it? Some people it want, to, want it to be kept quiet and die peacefully. Other people want their fans to know. But yeah. yeah, and it raises awareness of the conditions. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to get. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it yeah. raises yeah. awareness of them. It's a shame. JMS Sense8 Alive and to debut on Netflix. Babylon 5 Mastermind, J. Michael Skraskinski. Round of applause. Wait a minute, there's another one coming up. Is working with the Wachowski siblings. Wachowski. Wachowski siblings on a 10 episode series that has been picked up by Netflix for late 2014 broadcast. 2014. 
2014 broadcast. <laughs> I prefer 2014. 2014 but, uh... broadcast. <laughs> Next year. Next year. <laughs> yeah. It is called Sense8 and is described as a gripping global tale of minds linked and souls hunted. The Wachowskis? The Wachowskis <laughs> said in a statement, we wanted to work with Joe Skraskinski. Skraskinski? <laughs> for years, chiefly due to the fact that his name is hard to pronounce than ours. <laughs> yeah, don't I know it. But also because we share a love of the genre and all the things nerdy. Several years ago, we had a late night conversation about the ways technology simultaneously you unites unites <laughs> of all the words <laughs> unites unite, simultaneously unites and divides us. And out of that paradox, Sense8 was born. Mm. You see, that would have been a lot funnier in a silly voice. <laughs> it could have been... You're putting me back to the beginning to pronounce those names in a silly voice. <laughs> yes, yes I'm not the only one. <laughs> only Andy can do silly voices. Andy's a god. Don't yes. tell him this. I have an addendum. So you have. I'm, I'm get kind of, for that. No, I'm kind of not sure though if this is good news or bad news. Uh-oh. Okay. The US Sci-Fi Channel, Siffy, Siffy, US Sci-Fi Channel <laughs> is to make a revolutionary reinvention of a much-loved 1970s BBC sci-fi classic. Oh, I think oh. I've heard of people. No. Actually, they are, aren't they? Yeah. They're actually going to make Blake Seven. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. been on the cast for a while. It's been on the cast for ages, but it looks like this is actually now getting the go-ahead. And there is part of me that sits again. I liked Blake Seven at the time, to a degree, <laughs> more for Villa and Jenna and yeah. Orac. Mm-hmm. I'm really not sure I want it to be remade, because I did go back and watch it. Oh, and no. even with the best rose-coloured glasses... No, no, you should never do that. It was not that good. <laughs> It had its moments, I think. It yeah, it had its moments, but unfortunately they were few and far between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly going to be mainly an American cast. Yeah, yes. of course sci-fi channel, yeah. um, Fremantle Media International and Georgeville TV will make 13 mm-hmm. hour-long episodes for the channel, written years. by Joe Pekaski, who did Heroes. Oh dear. Right. <laughs> so... Well, it'll be good for the first season then. Yeah, the first, <laughs> yeah, first 13 first might season. be quite good. Yeah, yeah. A bit like the original Blake 7. That's <laughs> <laughs> a couple of there yeah. doesn't seem to be anything though yet on who they're casting. No, pretty fairly early days. It was well, the end of last year, middle of last year. We actually talked about Granville yeah. TV trying to shop it around. Yeah. Now clearly they found Siffy. Yeah, because what what is it? We they they had the Blake Seven website Blake 7 um, well, B7 Media yeah Blake 7 Media yeah yeah. and they were they doing rights. they were doing quite well with the audio version weren't they they were, they were before it got killed off yeah and then the Big Finish version and suddenly it went to Big Finish which I don't know if they didn't make enough money out is, of it or what is Blake 7 audio plays or audio books well a bit of both now yeah. it was audio books but the third yeah. box set is getting more towards audio plays not quite there yeah, and then did Warship which is entirely an audio play yeah. okay. so I always cast. thought Big Finish's stuff's more although they were books in that it didn't have a full cast like Neverwhere but you had two or three actors yeah. reading it because of the way they actually did them with the sound effects and everything else they actually sound more like a play than yeah, somewhere they, sitting there going in the oh, beginning, yeah. Yeah. John yeah, went and he walked up, you know. They're, 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 which books they're were enhanced to an extent. Yeah. Books, they tend to have two handles. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And even the, the modern Doctor Who audio books of just one person tend to have sound effects now. Yeah. 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 So we'll they're wait learning. and see. We'll wait and see. We will. It's a shocker that Siffy are doing sci-fi, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, 
of so all things. It's not outside their remit, isn't it? It is And real. interestingly, it will be the f- if they does go ahead, it will be the first show to feature a spaceship in quite some time because no, there are no deep space shows. No, no. not since not, not Stargate. Uh, yeah, universe. Not, yes, not since yeah. the universe finished. I have an addendum. <laughs> Woo! Oh yeah. Ooh. And Sorry it features that. David Tennant's bottom in a roundabout. I'm all ears and other bits. Right. Oh, roundabout's yeah. bottom. <laughs> tell I'm more, not tell getting more, tight. I, am, I refuse to get behind this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> John Barrowman doesn't do it. <laughs> you keep your hand in. <laughs> no, uh, no. Emily Watson, actor, has revealed her embarrassment over a violent sex scene with former Doctor Who David Tennant in new BBC Two miniseries The Politician's Husband. <laughs> Mother of two Watson said that although Tennant was a complete gentleman, sex scenes were always a bit of a nightmare. Her character is abused by her husband, a fellow politician played by Tennant in the drama, which starts on April 25th. Watson, 46, told The Times, The power struggle between them becomes so intense that it spills into violence. Sex scenes are always a bit of a nightmare because it's embarrassing, but this was particularly violent, and it's a bit sort of, Mummy, what did you do at work today? (laughs) Uh, Well, you know that Doctor Who. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Did we get to see Bare Bum, though? Oh, I should hope so. I expect so. I mean, it's not since Casanova that I've seen Bare (laughs) Tender Bum. The last Doctor's Bum I saw was in a remake of, um... God, what was it Please tell me it wasn't John Bell. No, Life and Loves of a She-Devil, and it was Tom Baker's. Tom Bones. Going yeah. Up and down. Yeah. He was fun to get his bum out in public, oh, wasn't he? Get his in the bum out for a pint. <laughs> Matt Smith, that matter. Grumpy, yeah. Things he's done, yeah. Yeah, he is. What is it? Uh, he bolt Billy Piper. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Of a cool yeah. girl. Yeah. There was one recently where we did sort of like the running into the sea in absolutely nothing. Oh, the Bertie the and what's it? Yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. thing. Yeah. What was yeah. that film he did? The clone one. Clone. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it, but apparently uh, in that, if you're interested, in such things. He quite often off in that. Tell us where you've seen a doctor's bottom. <laughs> Send your emails and pictures to show at staggeringstories.net <laughs> Dear listener, we've been doing something very, very rash. We've been we've watching... Cream. Yes. <laughs> we, apart from taking the cream for it, we've been watching the new series... Of Doctor Who. Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Now, being that we are good little souls to you, we're going to review The Bell of St. John. Oh, the bells. The bells. The bells. The bells, I thought this was really, really, really good. <laughs> I, uh, for the first one, As I did don't, like. Don't let me explain why I thought it was really good. <laughs> I you did just like. cut across me. No, fine, go you ahead. Punch my arm. I'll punch your arm in a minute. <laughs> why did you think I it was... I'm not telling you now. <laughs> That's one minute down. Clearly on, don't. That's one minute down. Yes, we've ten minutes for this. <laughs> Up, Keith. <laughs> hey, Keith, why did you think it was a very good story? I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh, memorable. I, um, <laughs> it was. No, I, I enjoyed it from beginning to end from when the Doctor was pretending to be Yoda all the way... <laughs> Yoda? Apparently it was a monk, but, you know, uh, I okay. think he was pretending to be a Jedi. Uh, okay. I felt Clara was bang on form. Mm. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I know you 
El Presidente thought she was a bit lacking. But yeah, no, as compared to the previous. Considering she's a different character yeah. to the one from The Snowmen and the one from Asylum and the Daleks, yeah. uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed her interpretation of this new, not new character. And I thought the, the story for a first story was very strong. I liked hmm. the play on the title. If yes. I thought about it, I probably yeah. would have actually got uh, it. It, it, it was one of the, oh, of course, of course. Yeah. And, forehead yeah. moments. And we have to say, um, my other half came out with the only problem with him pretending to be the IT guys. He missed the one thing that IT guys always say when your PC's have gone. Have a cup it, of tea? Have you turned <laughs> it off and turned yeah. it on again? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I, I liked it. I mean, back on his motorbike. Yeah. Yep. I did notice, and it comes up in the next one. Was he born in a stable? Yeah, never, did not, yeah. never shuts the yeah. flipping does he door, not does he? Shut, he's leaving her to shut her own door now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right. A couple of times each each episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a good romp. Nice to see the great intelligence because I think we we said during the Snowmen that we felt that Richard E. Grant had been underused. Yes, mm. it was even, even though even though he did very well. I know he wasn't yeah. in this much. It was even more underused this one. But yeah, is. there's I something going on. There was more impact. Yes. I yeah. say, though, till there are silver control spheres and yetis, it's not the true great intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> They've evolved. Yeah, you might not get yetis, but I think we might end up with silver control spheres. There's going to be silver control spheres somewhere. Well, those base stations or servers, or whatever yeah. you want to call them, they looked like yeti without... Yeah, yeah, they looked like the robot without yeah. the... Yeah. 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 So that was... I love his Not. new costume. Yes. Oh, it's very yes. good. I yeah. love the yeah. costume. I love yeah. the fact the bow tie was in a box. Preserved. <laughs> <laughs> own. Yeah, wooden box. Yeah, it looked like it was a pre-tied, which is very bad. That's, a, that's <laughs> bad. That no, should be a proper bow tie. Um, and it's also nice to see Stephen Moffat coming up with yet another everyday thing to twist and make frightening. Wow. I, yeah. I thought he'd pretty much run out of ideas, but no, this was a, I, this was a good one. Personally, I loved the airplane sequence. Starting with the lights going out, yeah, it, right up to dragging her out into the aircraft. With her coffee cup. Yeah, yeah, with the she coffee cup. onto the coffee yeah. cup the whole way. There was it was some... clearly empty, but never mind. But, but, yeah. Yeah. There was and... some wonderful direction, though, on that part. There was some uh, where they go from the interior of the TARDIS yeah. onto the plane. Mm. Yeah, it seemed like a... The join. As I said, it was a, a, a carrying shot to, uh, to go all the way. It seemed yeah. to be different from how it had done before. Yeah. 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 Did every, everyone spot the Amelia Williams reference oh, first time yeah. round? Clearly, yeah. yeah and yeah. worryingly... Pretty blatant. Yeah, worryingly, Summer Falls is very much a River Song, Melody yeah. Pond kind of way. Yeah. And Lame. I was kind yeah. of hoping that we'd seen the end of River because when Amy's story ended, I think her story should have ended I, yeah. as well. I think no, you're I, going to see her at least once more. Yeah, I think yeah, we are. I think, yeah. 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 Well, I think we should see her again I'm not, myself, sure, I'm, I'm not sure of that, but it's the Builds of Trenzalore. I, I want to go back and check, but I'm sure she mentioned something about that when she first appeared in Tenant's Time. When he's mm. looking through the the diary and said, yeah, "Have we, have we done the fall of the Elysium yet? Have we mm. done the field of Trenzalore yet? I just want to check that. I'm yeah, not sure. Okay. Just because she says they've met there, it doesn't mean we have to see it. We haven't met Jim the Fish either. But no. Why why do you think we should uh, see her again? Because I think she should span either side of Amy, as it were, she should straddle Amy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to resist. It's fantasies going on again. It's fantasies. 
going on. <laughs> I like the idea that she gets sees a doctor not just with Amy and obviously she saw it. Tenant. Saw Tenant, Tenant yeah. with, uh, with Donna. Be nice to see her reaction to uh, to Clara. Yeah. Does she recognise yeah. Clara? Does she understand that Amy and Rory are gone, are yeah. effectively dead? Which what? order is she going to meet? Yeah. 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 How does that play out? No, yeah, this is the thing. That. Is she going to have the same reaction to Clara as she had to Donna? Yeah. Mm. Which kind of gave away that something not good was going to happen to Donna. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, mm. that's, I think there's going to be at least one more River Song, at least. Mm. I'd like to see her come back for the next Doctor as well. But yeah. um, I like the Doctor still has Unit's phone number. <laughs> he obviously yeah. phoned them up to call right them in at the, at the end. end. Oh, and, oh, yeah, because they turned up, didn't they? Yeah, right and, and end, talking yeah. of the ending, I think some we have to do a shout-out for... The, what was her name? The oh, Celia Imry. So, yeah, we'll shout-out for Celia Imry. Oh, Simply yeah. because throughout the whole of this episode, we've had this hard-nosed, vicious little boss... Mm. And then right at the end, it's a five-year-old child. She played it so oh, well. It was beautifully yeah. played. Yeah. Yeah. Beautifully played. Very good cast in there. Isn't she a comedy actress as yes. well? Yeah, she, yeah. She, she's been in things like Calendar Girl. Well, that's that's right, Calendar Girl. That is, yeah. that is the main thing about who. It takes comedy actors and gives them serious roles. She in Dinner Ladies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she oh, pretty much anything go. Victoria Woods does. <laughs> and I love the sinisterness of it. The iPad she was holding oh, yeah. where she could control people's uh, computers. Passion, yeah, their IQ. Yeah, yeah I wasn't sure that worked though. Well, it's Wi Fi, apparently. They weren't sort of like, one of them was supposed to be there to fix the loo, wasn't he? So I think they'd been augmented by the from, great well, intelligence. Well, they gave Clara the, um, this, the computer skills patch. Yeah, from, from, I think when they uploaded her, she, yeah, was, from, she was downloaded. But that's yeah, but they didn't finished. control yeah. her on from, the from what yeah. I From what I've given the sense of is they have been turned into computer programs mm. to a certain... Their personality's been turned into computer programs and hacked. Therefore, it's been temporarily reinstalled in this body because it is useful and they can augment... But the whole point is once you're uploaded, it's fully uploaded, you can't ah. be downloaded oh, but again. they're not fully uploaded. Mm, I don't know. Uh, that seems you're a bit, trying to find logic to in the doctor's <laughs> yeah, story. I know, I know. But it was the, the little... This is, the sorry, little... this is what happens when a computer yeah, exactly. watches yeah. Doctor yeah. But it was it was the, the, the nastiness of it. The mm. character Alexi, who had some oh, yeah. minor little quibble she had with him, so she decided he had to die. But yeah. just pro- to prove she wasn't a bad soul, he could have his holiday first. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. very much like the leader of Torchwood... Sta- oh, no, God. Torchwood 1. Oh, uh, Tracy... Oh, yeah. Sideman. Yeah, okay. yeah. the Sideman. We're a people person here. I know everyone's name. Yeah. That is so soulless. Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. I completely missed the Amelia reference. Oh, book. really? It, yeah, no, it was and in the book. the Bells of St. John I got just before yeah. everyone else that's probably... It, that's got. it, yeah. And I hadn't worked out that Matt Smith was really a spoonhead towards the end, breaking into the shard. Yeah, yeah I right. didn't work out till quite near because he acts differently yeah. when he first appears to Clara. Yeah. When we don't know he's a yeah, yeah, he he is acting a bit mechanically. Yeah, yeah. But then, as soon as he gets on the bike, he's like, yeah. It's but I think, I think, yeah. no, I think it's a Which case. A no, I think dodgy. it's a case of he was acting on their their hunter seeker program when you yeah. first saw him. Yeah, when he's on the bike, he's been reprogrammed by the doctor. Yeah, I suppose so. He's uh, controlling it directly. Yeah. yeah, just love the line at the end. I'm going to motivate. You. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we think gave Clara the phone number? Uh, this is a thing. I think this it's is. River. I think it's got to be River. I think it's River, but might yeah. it be Clara herself? Might be. Because yeah. did you notice in her book of 101 things to do her or mother's places book. to see? Her mother's, her mother's book. Her mother's book. She got. She got all her ages and 16, and I think 23 yeah. are missing. 
She's yeah. just jumped those years. Yeah. So yeah, I noticed that. What happened? Mm, don't know. Some curious stuff. And yeah. I'm I'm loving the the fan given name for this episode: the World Wide Web of Fear. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And we get the uh, under my protection. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The doctor oh, yeah. again. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and the, the guy said he must mean the girl, but of course, yes. we all knew he meant the everything in general. Yeah. yeah, everything you can see yeah. here. Yeah, it's mine. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I quite genuinely enjoyed this episode. Mm, yeah, it was okay. I, 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 did, I did like the little homage to the motorbike ride across. Westminster Bridge. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I was just glad to have it back on television That's again. That's it. Well, it seemed to, to be forever since yeah. the last episode. And, and the other thing that I said, you, know, you wouldn't have done this at one point, I was going, it's actually filmed in London. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's not shooting Cardiff. Cardiff. Yeah. With, with the same double-decker bus going back and forth. <laughs> 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 but unless they've, unless they've built the shard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was yeah. another thing, and I think you pointed it out to me, real Keith. There's a film that's out that's all about terrorism and oh, punching yeah. people, and it's set in the shard but they're not allowed to call it the shard in the film it's called the spear or something stupid like that mm. but in Doctor Who it's they're the allowed shard. to call it the, the shard. shard Yeah, so that's another place to go yep yep also we find out in this one that she doesn't recognise the name Oswin mm. it's no, Clara Oswald it's, yeah because she kind of makes up the name herself doesn't yeah. she Oz for the win Oswin yeah. And did you recognise the father from the family she's working for? No. No, no it didn't seem enough. No, it's uh, Viv from Ashes to Ashes. Ah! No. Desk sergeant. Yeah. Last episode, the Chris special. Yeah. We had uh, Annie from Life on Mars. That's so it. And we yep. got uh, Viv from yep. Ashes to Ashes. So obviously he's giving um, the old Life on Mars clue. Must be. So when's Gene run. Hunt turning up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be a rough copper at some, some point, point when I go back yep. to the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> With an Aldi Quattro. <laughs> And now, Agony Corner with that lovely, trusting old lady, Nanny Island. Not that old bag. Right, I've heard from Perky Adsell, and he says, Dear Nanny Island, I am a Doctor Who fan, and I hate spoilers. What should I do? Yours, Perky Adsell. My answer is, Dear Perky... I agree with you, my dear, but I'm afraid there's not a lot we can do about it. That nasty young whippersnapper Moffat doesn't seem to understand that it's the anticipation of what's to come that makes the programme so great. There we all are, trying to guess what's going to happen. Who is Clara? What will the new console look like? Will Matt Smith's chin implode under the pressure of his personality? And what does he do? He goes and spoils it all by showing the bloody episode on BBC One. Talk about ruining it. It makes me so angry. In my day, it'd have been put over someone's knee and thoroughly tanned. But what happens? He gets paid loads of money, taxpayers' money, I'll have you know, and goes on holiday and gets thoroughly tanned. Bastard! Lots of love, Nanny. Weren't we going to put something in her tea? (laughs) (laughs) I've missed Nanny. (laughs) And, dear listener, we have been watching The Rings of... Akaten, which is the second episode of season seven, Doctor Who. B, some B. Sorry, season seven B. It's season seven. Part two. (laughs) Part two. Or episode eight, depending on your point of view. It was. I was all being posh. I do it nice, but I'm putting BBC nice on. And then he went and boggled it up. He did, yeah. Well, anyway. This was actually a total contrast to the first one. I couldn't stand...
planned this one. Yeah. <laughs> I really, from beginning to end, the only good thing you want in me to put something the in rings your of Akhenaten <laughs> was Clara. Because, again, all her... Um, exploration around the markets in the episode that might as well have been called The Beast Below 2 yeah. The Return of the Queen <laughs> that was the, that was the only, oh, only good thing about the episode was her character development when she was in the market the rest, the rings of Arky Farton was <laughs> ugh, didn't like it at all, and as for the singing <laughs> there was a lot of singing oh. yeah well, I, I'm not sure if it's Moffat or yes, it is. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> right, no, I'm not sure if it was Moffat or Davis who said he always wanted to do a musical episode. Well, they've done it. Oh, I hope they've got oh, it they, out they, of this. Slightly they, they, yeah, they have now done a musical yeah. episode. Um, I don't think I had quite an adverse reaction as uh, <laughs> yeah. fake Keith here, or even Gene. It was bollocks. But <laughs> yeah, it, it looked beautiful. It looked really? wonderful. I think it I think, looked a bit no, studio bound. I, I think it yeah. looked wonderful. I thought but, so does got... a Pavlova, but if you have the whole thing, it's bad for you. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it I, was... I thought they'd found their old costumes from Brain and Morbius and the Pompeii episode, and let's put some blokes into them because we've got the red and outfits. turned it into the rooms of R2 D2 or whatever. <laughs> but I've got to admit, story wise, it was a bit bland. Bit. Take the bit, 20 yeah. minutes of singing out, there was no. Beep, beep story. <laughs> know, quite a bit of story nicked from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. We had the like, Star particularly Wars, the we had Flash Gordon moment. The Flash Gordon, yeah. The Flash oh. yeah so that, that is one of the problems I do have with it. Was it was, watching Ted. It was, yeah, it was a bit Flash Gordon. I mean, yes, they don't need to put anything in the fact that um, there's an atmosphere-retaining force field, but it would be nice to have seen them press a button and have a quick blue glow going around yeah, them before the, they went into deep space. You had the glow yeah. around... M- 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 whatever her name was Mira, Mira. Mira. Yeah. oh yeah. Mary. yeah but then when they go through space yeah. nah let them die yeah yeah so. <laughs> and the bloody baddie I mean why oh, what, the beast just... below baddie or the, uh, the, the the planet well whatever it was meant to be why didn't they just make it a big round circle with a smiley face because that's <laughs> essentially what it was well, it, had a, it did have a skull it was a skull yeah space. exactly that just made me want to go and make a cup of tea Scott, in protest I think you just need to dive in here yeah just just <laughs> the problem I had with the wrongs of Arcton was one as soon as the TARDIS arrived the plot stopped yeah. Yeah. yeah, and the beast in the glass cabinet mm-hmm. took forever to break out. Yeah, and yeah. it was yeah. really That's unrealistic, bad. even with Clara plastered to it. Yeah, well, I have to say <laughs> this. To this it. doctor <laughs> is turning into a stalker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes around and stalks Emily Pond from the point of Emily which Pond. What Emily? Amelia. I forgot <laughs> what her name is. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Don't listen, this Amelia. He shows up at all the bad. You yeah. know, your mother's died. I'm going to watch you from behind. But <laughs> he comes to this one. And, oh, I'll stalk her as well. So he does his stalking bit. Decides. Oh, she isn't too bad. She. Yeah, the argument he's stalking is to make sure she isn't an alien. He's a stalker! <laughs> well, the question is, is she a normal woman? Yeah. Because how can well, she... Would you not have thought about that? Like that <laughs> <when> you... <laughs> I think we should just have a <laughs> Define normal. <laughs> a well-rounded woman. So, yeah, she is at that. But rather than something weird, he saw her parents get together, yeah. Saw as a young child, saw the mother die. So she had an entire history there, yeah. Yeah. which of course was in question. Yeah, the that's the whole point of that. The best bit of this film was the beginning of this one was the beginning 
with the leaf coming down and going in his face. And then the end, when she gave it the leaf, that was the two... This whole story was for two things. It was yeah. to reference Susan. Yeah. yeah. And it was to do the speech at the end yeah. where it yep. implies he goes beyond his regenerations because he lives beyond the universes and etc. And when he said, I'm I sure walked in a universe with a madman, he is the madman, etc. <laughs> but that whole thing was for that speech. Yeah, kind do you of. know what I found particularly mm. annoying? Oh, God. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> what did the, you find particularly annoying? The, the, uh, She's really wild. The Come pap on. with the leaf. What's is he leaf? honestly saying he kept hold of that leaf that hit him in the face? It was clearly an old leaf, and so when he grabbed hold of his face as if the alien had plastered it, <laughs> it would have crumbled. She then dragged him out of the way. So is he seriously saying he held on to that bloody leaf? No, she no he found he another gave it to one her. that looked like it and gave it to her as a romantic <laughs> gesture. Maybe it wasn't Oh, I've got no one. time for this romance and, and nonsense. And, well, I'm about <laughs> to make fake Keith implode here. Go yeah, on. Yeah. Just when I started to like Matt Smith's Doctor they did this episode yeah this is what I was thinking last week <laughs> no, I was thinking Jean's gonna say see I was right she did I, actually say that just yep. Alan Jones daughter it doesn't mean you have to make her sing for half yeah, an I hour I thought Alan Jones was the other bloke I do I do have one question about this yeah What's please <laughs> if you just eat one? glowing blue fruit do you have glowing blue poo probably <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I did like the way he didn't say it was non-toxic until she'd taken a bite out of yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, also, Adam, you were saying. <laughs> I was going back to the uh, the uh, the beginning bit. Yes. Did he think that uh, the bit with him needed to be run over was a bit Father's Day? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. I thought more back, back to, to the, the future, future than Father's yeah. Day. Yeah. Yeah. This thing was plagiarised from films. <laughs> yeah. yeah, completely. And another mind parasite straight after last week. Yeah. 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 Mind parasite. Well, so I, I, am, I am getting rather bored with aliens being defeated by uh, indigestion. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, they've done that. No they've done this, yeah, they've <laughs> done this a couple <laughs> of times. Maybe not. But there were some nice things. The bit doctor saying we don't walk away yeah yes yeah. There was, there was well, some... that was so similar to unless children are crying it was well it is below is... from a different angle yeah. it was a beast below. Uh, there, 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 beast there are some nice touches to it but it's it's an instantly forgettable episode i'm sorry yeah i think it is this season's 42 or... yeah <laughs> yeah someone did point out to me with the previous executive director there was a formula in that you had a, a story followed yeah. by this mm-hmm. one is you have a good story then you have a crap story <laughs> like Dinosaurs run on a ship. Dinosaurs <laughs> on a spaceship was genius from beginning to end. At least dinosaurs on a spaceship had a sense of humour. This didn't even have to. I sat there and I thought, I'm watching Aida. I'm going to go and make a cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> I- I've watched dinosaurs once and I'd like to go back and see it, but this one I- I'm not really bothered. No, the one no. positive I can say is that it looked brilliant. Yeah. It was the first time I seen an episode in HD and I was <laughs> loving it. Oh, <laughs> it's just shame about the story. Yeah, yeah. there but- are those out there that actually like. It. Well, I did. I didn't. It, like it, 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 it seemed to drag. It was in the middle. Slow, it wasn't. Yeah, as I say, I, it's being damned by faint praise. It's got nothing really. To me, it's got nothing really wrong with it, but it's got nothing really yeah. right with it. First five would, minutes, last yeah, five minutes. I'll really quite good. happily skip over this to mm. to something more important. It is a shame. Yeah. Um, trailers for next week one look <laughs> brilliant, which I'm not going to say because it, apparently it is very good. I've, yeah. I know some of you have seen it, and apparently it's very good. But that's as close as you're willing to get. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> I've avoided it too. You're I know the name of it, so I know. I assume I know who's in it. But I don't I, even know the name of it. 
But yeah, but going back to this one quickly, the end, Matt Smith, uh, you're not a god, mm. he said. And I expect him to say, you're a very naughty player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's another thing. If this, this thing has disappeared now, surely this... Ro- lumps of rocks of ice are going to spin out of orbit and crash into this colony that is there. Well, I don't know what it, the yeah. rings should break down where, now. Where did the mass go? Did it just yeah. collapse in? Well, that's it. Yeah. What happens to gravity? Is, but is anyway. it a black hole there? But is it the Satan's um, brother as well from the Satan? <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe. And yeah. at least it wasn't a Billy Fluff at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am not a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I quite like Matt Smith's performance. I mean, people have complained about it. I no, I got no problem. Shouting bits was quite it, good. It was, was the tear. His shouty acting has improved a hell of a lot yes. since his it, first He shakes season. with it. He had a tear. Yeah, really yeah. Good. I really did heartfelt. question if he'd just been drained of his soul, for want of a better word, why did he seem to be fine immediately afterwards? Yeah, yeah. It's his time lord. Yeah, or soulless. What's the threat is planned to be? It can drain somebody and they're fine. Yeah, I have to say, I'm currently watching Tom Baker's Doctor and he gets tortured in every single story. And he's sort of like, he can have the proverbial beaten out of him and he'll sit there go, oh, oh. anyway let's go yeah. for it <laughs> it's back. like was old battery up there <laughs> I was up. I'm very yeah. impressed that Clara has got the hang of the wandering off and getting <laughs> yeah. in trouble yeah. at a really early stage yeah. yeah he didn't say he, he don't wander off he just off. bothered off and left yeah. it yeah. he just disappeared yeah. I love the simple idea of let's just hide behind the TARDIS we can't <laughs> yeah. get in we're well, just going to cower this here this is another question that people yeah this is another question that people have pointed out why does didn't it translate for her? Why yeah, didn't it translate the dog? Why didn't it translate yeah. the dog's language? Mm, why didn't it let her in? Yeah. yeah. Well, See, the, why should it let her in? No, but. <laughs> There's a slight similarity there with Charlie Pollard from the Big Finish Productions, yeah. where she went back to Colin Baker's Doctor, and the TARDIS didn't protect yeah. her against viruses. And oh, really? Okay. Or, or let her in. So, what does the you TARDIS know that we don't? Ooh. I suspect the reason why it didn't translate for her because it wouldn't have looked as funny on TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we're doing some translation. They could understand Mary. Yeah, but yeah. we've had we've had a, a previous statement that it translates all languages. So yeah. you know, well, it just it, it doesn't work for just for a some cheap. Some in the past where uh, the doctor's spoken in the other language. Uh, yeah. Did you do? That's yeah. the only one. I think. That one wasn't. And the writing primitive languages like that, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, because there was writing in the Satan pit, wasn't there? Mm, it didn't translate yeah. at the beginning. So oh, well. okay, we enjoyed the first episode. It's okay. Second episode, not mm. so much. Third episode looks very, very promising. And and I'm starting to like Matt Smith's doctor. It's the end of the world. Four horsemen of the apocalypse are just yeah. riding up the courtyard. <laughs> Maybe it's now that... I'm sorry, close your ears. She was starting to turn into Rose bloody time, wasn't she? Bondi. <laughs> That's the other thing I do like about Clara, is she's not all... <sighs> Doctor, she's more like Donna. Time. It's like I'm there because I want to go for the ride in Pond- the Tardis. <laughs> Pond was <laughs> never did that. She would more likely clout him than um, yeah, Pond was after, never after she'd molested him that yeah. one time. Yeah. No, she was only infatuated with him. <laughs> no, she wasn't. No. Anyway, 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 yes. moving rapidly on. Tell us what you thought of the first few episodes. We'd love to hear from you, but keep it short. <laughs> you can write to us at show at staggering stories. Guts. Net. That's really annoying in the edit because you're trying to keep it cut down and you are surrounded with <laughs> <your> things. <laughs> no, just give me this. Before we go on to whatever we're going on to next, we've we've forgotten something. 
What have we forgotten? Oh, cheese. No. Uh, oh, those, those, those little Christmas. straw things. You know, Ooh, the, the biscuits nice. and, and, and stuff in the middle. Stuff no. in the middle. Yeah. Oh. Um, McDonald's. No, we got, no, we got the McDonald's. McDonald's. We did. Yeah. Yeah. We have um, feasted. There's that body in the back garden I've got to bury. Did well, I forget to go well, to work? It, it's related to a body. Oh, well, yeah. actually, it's we related to something cause... without a body. Ah, oh, a lack oh. of body. Right. Him. The head of Crumbly. No. <laughs> Absent body. He's had fa- he's had his face painted. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a got Dalek. the tar- the Tardis is on the side oh, yeah. from yep. from Portsmouth and, and a Dalek on the other. Yeah. Yep. Did he go to Portsmouth? He did. He, he, did. To- he, did. he did. He did. And people went. Ooh. Yeah. We should say hello before he sure. bites. Yep. Us. Yeah. Okay. Hello, hello head of Pertwee. Hello, hello, ashes of Grunhilda Nobnaka. Hello, dangerous Churchill. Fascist Spock. Graham! Skeletal um, Matt Smith. He's, what is Idris doing he's to back, yeah, He's back in Tom Baker. I've just noticed that myself. It's just the right height, too. There's also something going on in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. There's something going on in the kitchen between not Lego Amy and <clears throat> not Lego Matt Smith. Well, as by the bread maker, which is very unhygienic. <laughs> they didn't even mind me taking pictures. She was hoping yeah. to give him a rise. Oh. As the head of Pertwee can't report himself, mm-hmm. and I wasn't there. Oh. Would you like us to tell you about Portsmouth? Yeah. The sun was out, the sky was blue. <laughs> Not a cloud. Not a Dalek. To and spoil then there the was view. two <laughs> down in Portsmouth. <laughs> do, 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 do. Portsmouth by the sea. <laughs> oh, God. <Sorry. laughs> I've forgotten why we were there. Was, we were just uh, slating off it, musicals. But <laughs> it was Dalek Day, wasn't it? Dalek Invasion of Portsmouth, 2013 mm. AD. Tell us about it, Adam. Well, it was a day down in Portsmouth. It was at the Royal Marine yes. Museum. Museum, yep. Down on the coast there. I had a look around the, the museum. The were there. Yeah. Uh, With the red nipples. I did wonder what. Yeah, they plugged them up. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> yeah. And they weren't Yeti spheres. I worked out they were cannonballs. Yes, yes, they were literally. Oh, are you sure? You tried to pick one up, didn't you? I did. How many Daleks did we have? We had uh, a few. At least we had, seven. Yeah. There was. Phil. Phil, yeah. There was... Dolly. 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 Al. Al. Alzheimer. Out, sort of for Alzheimer, yeah, which is Dylan. 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 There was a Dylan. And the, there was the uh, half-dismantled one. That was so good. The one the, that kept doing Gangnam style. Yeah, the Gangnam style. style. <laughs> Gangnam style. Gangnam yeah. style. Gangnam style. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Me say Dalek. <laughs> I think we had five with actors in, mm-hmm. yeah. and then two or three without. A complete remote control. Yeah. Yeah. And we had John Levine, who was yes. also remote control. <laughs> yep. Two canines. He was he in there in his, in, in his fatigues. Yeah, he looked look very sexy. You haven't seen him for years. I've seen him everywhere for the past few years. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Richard Franklin everywhere for the You can't stop him turning up. He's wearing his Sergeant Greens yeah. with his stripes. He was in his fatigues. They shoved him out of the way of the gift shop. Can, yeah. I, can I just have a moment to myself? Oh, did somebody get the water? Stop humping the microphone. It's Sergeant Benton. Terrible ham in real life. Oh, yes. They did. Um, the exterminate factor. Oh which God, was hilarious. Yeah. Dalek karaoke. That's when I looked around yeah. the museum. Uh, there was Dalek racing. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and Dalek canine. assault canine course. Race. Yeah, yeah. The assault course. Yeah. There was a, a, a Dalek question and answer session that got really bizarre. Yes. Yep. 
apparently uh, Dylan's fear, uh, most thing he's most afraid of is the curry. Yes, which <laughs> makes sense. And Dolly likes breakfast. Yes. Yeah. Was, there was, was a there Rambo Dalek. Was there anything there other than Daleks and Sergeant Benton and yeah. Captain Young? There, there was a little dealer's room. There was a little dealer's room. There was a Cyberman wandering around. There a lot was, of cosplay. Was, was, oh, was I there have any to, doctors or... Yeah, or, no, I have to no, point out... Actors, I have no. to point out that... No, there was no actual actors there except oh. for Benton. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to point out one of the cosplay players was a Matt Smith and Amy Pond, a Karen Gillan, Amy Pond, yeah. and the guy looked frighteningly freaky like Matt Smith. He it was. wasn't, yeah. but you had to do a double take. She was a about of half events. a foot too short, but she, she was also yeah. really good. But, but the but both what, of them together. Watching them, they were really good, because it was very much geared towards children, yeah. Yeah. and there were a lot of very small children there who thought they were meeting the Doctor and Amy, yeah. and the two of them, they kept in character the whole time. They were really, really good. I did see a little bit of video, I think, you put up, and the Doctor is quite happily hiding behind yeah. Amy. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's there was one bit they did they came up with this play again panto stuff aimed at children and there was a lot lot of children there they had a a David Tennant look alike Mm -hmm. and he was the doctor and they were hanging on his every word in this play and when he asked him a question it was yes doctor or no doctor and he said something like what the Daleks are going to come and try and find me so I'm going to go and hide don't tell them where I am so he dives out and he dives out into the audience sitting down Daleks come on ooh lots of scared children Dalek says little humans lots of scared children take a step backwards (laughs) Where is the doctor? And as one, they've all gone, he's over there. (laughs) (laughs) No loyalty when threatened with death. Come on, we've seen grown adults with the words hate and more hate on their knuckles go nowhere near a darling. Well, it was one little lad. He'd he'd moved himself right to the front because this was pretty cool. He was by the TARDIS. The doctor was there. This was all really cool. And there was K9. And then the Daleks came round the corner and the the voices were very good. And this little little voice went I don't like this and he ran back up the aisle <laughs> to his mum yeah, yeah. I like it they still instill fear <laughs> yeah. there was a few sound problems oh, there were yeah. Yeah. there was a lot of feedback yeah. yeah I think they're doing it next year because they, they certainly did it last year because there was they footage did. in one of the halls mm. from last year's um, Dalek day last year they did one day this year they did two days which oh. are identical two identical days right, right. And it was I, packed I heard yeah. three and a half thousand people over the weekend I think the yeah. weather helped you know it's yeah. Yeah. Time the sun First time had come out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually had to admit on Saturday, I was looking at that funny orange ball in the sky and I couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> we'll oh. have to uh, make sure we put it into the diary for next year. So yeah. we can let the listeners know. Yeah, we got told yeah. off by someone, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, a couple right. I put a video up and a couple of people seemed a bit put out that they didn't know it was happening. <laughs> we, oh, I think we only... Yeah, we only knew it was happening at last minute. Yeah, it was very last minute for us to. Yeah, yeah. That's I think I got to make sure we put it into diary next year. I got a message the day before. Yeah. Think, yeah oh, okay. Yeah, I'm up for that. Day before that, we thought, oh, there's this thing we should. Yeah. What's this? Was it expensive? Ten pound. Ten yeah. pound to get in, and it. the dealer's room was reasonable. Yeah. Well, I, I bought some not Lego. F- yeah. For normal RRP. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it wasn't too were, bad. There were boats and cannons, and yeah. the sea there was there over were. there, and there was an assault course and ice cream. Oh, and ice cream. 
cream. The ice cream is lovely. Cinnamon Sultana and, and cinnamon. Yes. Cinnamon. That was beautiful. That was the moment I was trying to eat it, and then my mouth just dropped open as I saw a Matt Smith and Karen yeah. in the background. Yeah. And without my glasses on, I really thought it was them just well, walking just, towards me. I, I, I had to do a, a couple of double takes myself at times. No, she wasn't quite right. No, she wasn't. But he stop was... doing that with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> you can't help it. Oh dear. Step right out of a carry-on film. <laughs> it is. Oh, Carry-on groping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're turning on Paul Cornell. You can't talk with that moving no, no, your no. hands. <laughs> I loved the parade at the end. Oh yeah, everyone yeah, got together cool. and did a circuit, yeah. including yeah. a lot of the cosplayers. They were yes. allowed to yeah. join in as well. There were a lot of scary-looking women, weren't there? The Dalek were. I have. Oh, God, I yeah. have footage of her yeah. trying to get a Dalek in, up a ramp. Yeah. And it, there was there was a scary-looking unit trooper and a scary-looking cat. Woman. Oh, they were butch. Yeah. I've been accused of being scary. <laughs> Looking when I was trying to wrangle Cybermen at uh, Longleat, but that's because I was getting annoyed with the little. No, so-and-so. this 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 Darlet Wrangler. <laughs> she, she, she was. She, was, was she, she didn't. Vicious need, finger. She had a very vicious did. finger. Yeah, she didn't we need walking, to be armed. We were yeah. walking across the courtyards, and um, one guy was ambling across, and you know, I, I figured he was one of the Daleks because she went, "You, you need to find your song for Exterminate Factor now." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People skills much? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that was Chris, wasn't it? One of the operators of K9 dressed as Colin Baker, and he yeah. just sort of cowered, and K9 just yeah. stopped. And he was and she, like yeah. eight foot tall. Yeah, <laughs> she was quite. Was a, she was a force of nature. People we knew from way back there. No, no, no. no. All no. new Dalek people. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It was bizarre having Daleks walking past, well, trundling past, saying, "Are you having a nice day?" <laughs> Hello. Hello. Would you like a cup of tea? Would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> we put the um the Gangnam style video up on the Staggering Stories Facebook site because it's something to see. Yeah. Yeah. What, what caught me most of all is when they're doing the walk around and you had a couple of people there in the Daleks and we are the masters of Earth. The Daleks are the supreme. Oh, wobbly floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good day though. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. yeah, very enjoyable. The, the play itself wasn't what I was expecting. A <laughs> little disappointed. No, it's a but it, it was wasn't a, it meant was for a, us. It was a panto yeah. play. Yeah, it was a yeah. panto. Yeah, yeah. We had a photo taken of us. Chaps did anyway. Yes, we did. I yes. noticed we had two pictures taken. One with the head of Pertwee <gasps> smiling. Yeah. One with the head of Pertwee not smiling. He, 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 yeah, that was. He odd. smiled even you know, two photographs. Yeah, two, that, between, flicked flicked between the two, yeah. and he definitely was smiling more in one than the other. <laughs> what she didn't notice was that I was doing the same thing. So what you've got is a smiling head of Pertwee and me looking a bit perturbed. You <laughs> posed. <laughs> with the Dalek a la Katie Manning. Oh, yes, I, I will put he that picture up. in front of <laughs> children. Terrible. children. Oh, yeah. To children. Did you Balanced see Rambo's gun? Ball. <laughs> you could tell it was cold, though. You could tell it was cold. <laughs> Rambo was flaccid. But... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, before we went to Portsmouth, some of the others, where was it? Tunbridge Wells. Right. Back in the mist. Well, before we went to Portsmouth, some of the others went to Tunbridge Wells. Oh, yes. I got to go to that one. Yes. It was in March. Yes. At the Trinity Theatre, Tunbridge Wells, for Blue Box 2. That's, mm. that's an old church. It, was it a, is. It's a beautifully it's gothic old Trinity. church. A matter of literally just under a month before, we had been at a convention with like 3,500 oh, yeah. people. Yeah. And, this and then is we the... was at a convention with about 35 people. This is the very <laughs> other end of the spectrum. It must have been a couple hundred, but yeah. It... 
I'm, was, I think a couple of hundred would be pushing it. It was half full, should we say, yeah. the actual auditorium bit. Yeah. It was a, a very small dealer's room, which was made Two stalls. Two one, stalls. one was actually an old Oxfam stall. Yep. Yeah. The other one was Big Finish, so I managed to pick up a few extra discs. Nice. Yeah. And then you had a programme of what was going on in the main hall, so mm. that was quite good. And they had autograph section where you could get more than one thing signed. Mm. Yeah. And it didn't cost you... To get things signed. Yeah. The old fa- old days, wasn't it? Oh, it used it, to be. It was, yeah. yes, yes. What well, did we start with? Restoration team, was it? Yeah, uh, well, we started off with archives, with Marquez yeah. and Richard yeah. Baggins. Essentially, the restoration yeah, team. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. It was my favourite one of the day, actually. And really were, interesting, the stuff they were saying about. There would be an interview by Toby Haydock. Yeah, talking about how all the trouble they go to to find the behind-the-scenes information for the info text. Well, Tony Haydock also does a lot of the... Uh, Hosts a lot of the commentaries on the yeah. discs these days, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, They were followed by Andrew Smith, John Ainsworth, and Michael Stevens, and some bloke called Richard Franklin <laughs> <laughs> talking about the destiny of the Doctor. I think mm. mostly the bloke called Richard Franklin was more about plugging his own book. <laughs> he managed to drop that in a couple of times. Yes, yeah. Each of the unit guys have got their own. One's got a book. One's got an audio yeah. CD, an album. Yeah. Which. Uh, I'll let you hear later if you want to. No, 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 it's quite all right. Then we retired for uh, signings in the yep. gallery. And food. And food. They did, they did good hot food there. And avoiding Spilsbury. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, he was wandering around. We had to hold you back a couple of times. We did make eye contact. <laughs> you could see the sparks shooting across the room. Oh, we do recognise each other every time you meet. Oh. <laughs> then one of the more interesting panels I found, Simon Fisher-Becker and Dan Starkey. Oh, oh he's yeah. always a good chap. Dan Starkey, I think, is becoming my favourite at the moment, my favourite panel guy because he's got a lot of interesting stories and also yeah. he's got a lot of voices that he yeah. puts it out on. He doesn't necessarily impersonate the guy he's talking about, but he does a, a good yeah. passable. I like his little story about when he was offered the part mm. and he's sort of like, his, his agent wouldn't have been offered a part in Doctor Who. Mm. Um, it's an alien. Is it this one time? Yeah. <laughs> Dan Starkey apparently has had an obsession of some, about Suntar and since he was a wee lad. Even shorter than he Yeah, I know he's still a wee lad. A wee lad, but, you know, that sounds like he goes anywhere. <laughs> but, yes. And then an absolutely wonderful panel. The first time these two have ever met. The original... And then the modern darling. Oh yes, Sightown. Oh, yes. Sightown. Nicholas Pegg. Oh, that was yeah. that was you know the, they were more interested in talking yeah. amongst themselves, swapping stories, yeah. and yeah. how similar even all these years afterwards, how similar operating a Dalek is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they met in the green room just before the panel, and there was a Dalek there. They ended up both around the Dalek. Did you? Was the height of the neck the same when you were in it? Yes. But did you have... Yes. And yeah, discussing... Like, <laughs> yeah. We're just sitting there watching these two actors have a discussion about Daleks Shared and how experience. running around in them yeah. Yeah. if they're more yeah. comfortable. Do they still have to strap point. themselves in? Um, I think they do on the uh, the eye Daleks. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> simply move them around because they're, so yeah. they're so heavy yeah. yeah but that that was lovely that panel it's one one of the yeah. things that i did enjoy and it's a standout moment for me is from side town discussing how difficult it is to go through doors in a dalek yeah and yeah. nick mentioning that the first time they appeared was on the game station set 
which was designed or built a couple of stories beforehand. Yeah, the long game, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The Daleks couldn't even fit through the doors. The doors were <laughs> too small. If you look carefully, you'll see they've been modified, the doors. Oh, I had not noticed. Yeah. I'm going to look out Side for that. Town yeah. pointed out that in his day, they just chopped a triangle out the back, so all the door. Now, now they actually remould the door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They go a little further. Yeah. Yeah. They both suffered the same problem of people forgetting Oh, yeah, being, being left in there. And, <laughs> what is it? I think yeah. uh, screaming that you're going to have to go down the uh, gun stick if somebody doesn't let me yes, out. Yes, Nicholas, because they, they used to only film for short periods of time, but now they can be in there for seven hours. And <laughs> they both yeah. had problems, and apparently Nick Pegg's, one of his one of the other Daleks pointed out, they need to get out, and you can't, if you don't let me out, I'm going to wee down the gun barrel. <laughs> Why <laughs> didn't they? Why not? <laughs> it's desperation. <laughs> not, not where everything's positioning those. Can we give them a little bottle or something to fill? <laughs> no, Yellow really, coat. That was a really good panel. Um, yeah. There was then a very interesting live debate involving the audience, which oh. I thought was actually something, but we'll have to cover it ourselves. Yes. Doctor Who. Is the Doctor Who and the Doctor having a midlife crisis? crisis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Running around with small girls wearing hats and <laughs> riding motorbikes. Well, yeah. John Pertwee certainly was, yeah. with all yeah. the cars and the yeah. gadgets. In fact, we did mention earlier, but two episodes in a row he's been on the bike. Bike at the moment. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was one thing we pointed out the latest Doctor Who Monthly, the um, article about Jenna Louise Coleman. Oh, yes. yes. Something, it, it was titled something like A Fantastic Ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Yeah. Jenna can't wait to climb on. <laughs> <laughs> They're going for Daddy. <laughs> Uh, that was quite an amusing. It was only yeah. like a little space filler. It was. Uh, it was minutes. chaired by uh, the guy who played Dawn, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Simon Fisher um, Becker. Simon yeah. Fisher Becker, and it was Will Howes and Jonathan Morris. Yeah. Writers for big writers, show, not they? not the yeah. TV animal. Yes, <laughs> right. I don't think he's no longer coughing, just sitting on the stage. Did the audience participate? Yes, yes. I've been to a couple of events where the audience yeah. did participate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who pointed out the way things are going? If the production office could do it and the TARDIS could do it, it'll turn into a cherry red Porsche any minute now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we then had the writers' panel with Nigel Fares, Simon Gurrier and Andrew Smith. Mm. This is Big Finish, oh, is it? Big Circle, finish. Andrew Smith. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who's done Big Finish stuff? Yeah, yeah. So it, was more, it was more or less a Big Finish. It was more about Big panel. Finish than that. It was quite, quite interesting. And it they interesting. showed Wizard, the Gur- Gurrier oh, Brothers. Oh, yes, uh, if you get the chance. It's on YouTube or their website now. Yeah, but you. if you get the chance, it's very funny. Starring David Warner as Merlin. Yes. Oh. I then Thank got you. into a bidding war for an auction item. Y- oh, yes, okay. yes. The clock face. Yes. The seal of wrestle on clock face. Did but you win? I did. I let her yeah. win. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it was down to like me and this, and it's and, and Nick Pegg remembered me, so it's like, come on, Jean, I'll take fifty pences. <laughs> so I ended up with the clock face with Aww. the seal of wrestle on and that. I've yeah. just got to get a clock to go into it now. You remembered you after twenty odd years or whatever it's been. Yeah, we were standing yeah. in the queue yeah. and I'm standing goes, You look familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we remembered each other from the convention. And then race. there was um, the ab- companion panel yes. with Louise Jamison and someone we know. Yes. yes. So Louise Jamison was being interviewed by James. James Rockliffe from uh, the Doctor Who podcast. Oh, yeah. Even though they didn't spell his name right. <laughs> no. She had a stinking cold. Oh yeah. She, mm. she, she was she was on later on the same theatre later yeah. on in the evening. Yeah, they did an she, hours play thing. Yeah. Yeah. She she'd written the play that was following and well she. 
Yeah, she co-wrote it with the, the one of the writers from Big Finish. That uh, reminds me. That was that was actually quite an interesting that was, that was, panel. Yeah. There were some new stories I hadn't mm. heard from her before. Yeah, she's that. always good. We interviewed her ourselves, didn't we? We were back at uh, who's Hooverville. Yeah. yeah. And it, the evening or the day was rounded off by a condensed version, i.e., the version that was done at Edinburgh Finch Festival of yeah. "My Stepson Stole My Stole My Sonic Screwdriver" by Toby Haydock. Yeah, that was very good. That was fun. I did enjoy that. I'd seen the full version of Moss at My Dot Two Scarf, so yeah. this was quite it's a, it's fun. It's semi sequel to that. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen either of those yet. Oh. No. Is is the CD of Moss at My Dot Two Scarf? Is that a full length version? I don't know. I think it's pretty much the full length version with a bit extra. Oh nice! So I'm going to pick that up then. That's my next thing. So I like yeah. Toby. He's but very it's, good. it is quite quite yeah. good. But that was quite Fantastic. funny as well. It's it's more anecdotal about his life and how things. That's even his, better. His, yeah. his issues. His issues. Yeah. No, yeah. There, there were a few yeah. issues that popped up in there, and more or less how he works through them. Yeah, because there was a book by. Paul Mars, is it? He wrote um, Diary of a Doctor Who Addict. Yeah. And I, oh, I really yeah. enjoyed that, finding out, the, picking out the parallels between his life and mine. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> not a lot of Doctor Who fans have a... <laughs> yeah, we're very similar, but yeah. coming at it from different angles. Yes, yes if there's a subculture, clearly. It was a good day. Convention, yeah, it was yeah. nice. Everything was in the one venue. You could get the food there and that kind of stuff. There was a bar there, yeah. the bar had bottled cider. That, <laughs> yes. that wasn't like Portsmouth they underestimated how much food that would be oh, yeah. needed oh, and it was yeah. an hour's wait oh, yeah. um, it was theatre style seating so you booked your ticket and you had a t- seat ticket we had to ask a person to swap otherwise they'd have been stuck between I mean, us. Yeah, a bit of jostling <laughs> there were plenty of spare seats oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just stared at them yeah. <laughs> because it is before. a small theatre you you were never far away it was, from the actors that's it was more better. intimate mm. you know throw rotten yeah, fruit at them and yeah, vegetables things like that yeah, it's very good. the head it. of perk we got to meet a fellow head yeah, yeah. yeah. head of perk me head 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 of Dorham <laughs> yeah. but it was it was yeah. quite a pleasant it was it was very much like the conventions used to be in the 80s the little conventions used to have in the 80s which was just a group of fans one or two actors mainly the fans ended up chatting around yeah. in the foyer yeah. and chatting while they're in the queue to get autographs and that kind of stuff yeah. we also met someone who has the head of Pertwee's fellow heads. Ooh. Oh, really? Yes, we were talking about that the other day. Tom Baker, and he had a Megalos head. It's the year Ooh. for a reunion. We should yeah. get the heads together. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. They'll, 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 they'll gossip. They'll <laughs> gossip. But there are plans for Blue Box 3, apparently, mm-hmm. at Tunbridge Wells again next year. Yeah. Um, so that's another to... one. We will yep. try and make sure it appears yep. on our diary. Mm-hmm. And yep. I would strongly recommend anyone to go to it. It's, yeah. it's a little bit expensive. Yeah, it was about £50. Yeah, pounds, it was about though, 50 quid, yeah. which but is you not got, cheap. But you, you got the play. You got the screwdriver. But you got the play afterwards And you got the intimate environment as well, the intimate environment. But that also includes... Included all the autographs you wanted and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd recommend it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One thing you have reminded me of talking about James is when we were at uh, Portsmouth. Adam pointed out Doctor Sinister. Oh, oh yes, yes. 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 I was too scared to speak to him because he's, <laughs> he's twice bit, as tall as he's me. He's a very scary. Look, he doesn't match his yeah. voice. 
Yes. Yeah. Was it really him? He doesn't match his voice. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't know. It was definitely. I've met him before. At the, uh, I, I didn't hear him speak, so I yeah. couldn't say. I cowered behind Adam. <laughs> and just and peered out from behind. Does anybody want to quickly say the reaction when I got out for the spoilers? Big... Oh, oh God, yes. yes. Of course, yes. I died they, disappeared by spoilers. I'm not sure. It was before they'd actually shown. Uh, yeah, it was before they actually shown uh, Bells of St John. Yeah, I was so sitting was... right next to uh, Dan Starkey. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Dan Star- that was quite funny for Toby Haydock's play the cast came in and Dan Stark he decided to sit in the row we were in so I just leaned past Keith and said I don't know they'll allow any riffraff in these days and he said well it's better than hanging around at the bus station so he has a sense of humour so poor Adam is stuck in the middle of a row which is in the middle of several other rows. And, and they say, we've just got the trailer for the, the new season and we're going to show it to you. <laughs> and suddenly <laughs> someone turned face. into an antelope and jumped he over leapt. his chair and out of the Le- He leapt two rows and everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> he just leaned back and goes, Spoilerphobe. Chairs oh, flying right. everywhere. <laughs> it then took them about five minutes to get this thing to Did they? Yeah. yeah. Because first it wouldn't work with the sound, then it wouldn't work with the uh, picture. Okay. Then... I thought it was going to go straight on. No, no, they, they, no, they <laughs> took a good five minutes to actually show uh, the thing. Okay. But it was quite amusing. Yeah. I do wonder what Dan Starkey thinks of me, because the first time we met, I spoke to him for a bit and he got a photo of the head of Pertwee. Yeah. So he knows me as that guy with the head of Pertwee. <laughs> that now, creepy uh, guy. who jumps over the back of chair. <laughs> yeah. 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 We did just go spoil it anyway. The spoiler mm. fire means the nod. No, okay. The thing was, when it came on, close your ears. He's oh, editing. Well, there was one point in it where someone in the audience said, oh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Did you leap over the chairs with your David Tennant coat? I... No, no, you weren't wondering at that. Oh, we were inside. That I think really I'd take it off, put it in the car, yeah. We were yeah. inside. I did wonder if I nearly took his head off or not, don't you? <laughs> no, no, you managed to avoid <laughs> kicking yeah. his head in. Yeah. You Just up. avoided it landing flat on his back. <laughs> <laughs> You've been writing to us. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. You can make that sound creepy. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You've thank been you. writing to thank us. You. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Another body. Well, I have one from someone called Adrian. The aggravated American. Oh, dun, dun, dun. The aggravating American. Aggravating. Aggravating. Oh, sorry, Adrian. <laughs> no, he's the aggravated. Tid. Sorry, Adrian, the aggravated American. Yes. <laughs> Hello, team. Hello. Is he Welsh? <laughs> <laughs> he's a Welsh. That's why he's aggravated. He can't say With the way he's written <laughs> So, Series 7 beers off to a. Oh, hum, start. It seems that Moffat is plagiarising himself again. The whiffy gone mad was too much like The Wire in Idiot's Lantern. Mm-hmm. And the Spoonhead's concept was like The Silence in the Library. Info that. notes. Also, Spoonhead's? Really? <laughs> Although I guess you could Kardashians, pull... Kardashians, actually. <laughs> Although I guess you could pull River out of the library with some spoonhead tech and a stabilised rebel flesh avatar. Maybe, yeah. I did like the great intelligence showing up again, but that's about it. Well, the book by Amelia Williams was a nice touch. Mm, she is a nice touch. 
didn't like the fake keyboard mashing hacking on the laptops, nor Matt Smith getting all randy as JLC repeated Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) He forgot the question. Adrian, you forgot the question mark. When it's the work question, Doctor Who, there's a question mark. I'm sorry, are you picking someone up on their punctuation? (laughs) Ladies, ladies, please. Jeez. Time out. The woman who spelt the wrong. Also, why name the episode after something that really has nothing to do with the episode? Because it's funny. Let's Hitler. Oh, yeah, and it says, I assume River gave her the number. Mm, Didn't we just see the Doctor in sulky exile at Christmas? I thought the mystery of two Claras got him over that. Now, maybe this episode would have seemed better without a split season. All of the breaks do make my expectations higher. Mm. Yes, it would be nice if we didn't have split seasons, Mr Moffat, because you moved it to say we weren't getting... Anyway, sorry, back to ages. (laughs) This episode was more a mid-season story and not a mid-series opener-closer. Asylum of the Daleks... Good Man Goes to War and Angels Take Manhattan are good examples of strong mid-season openings and closings. What was that? Angels Take Manhattan. Uh, (laughs) Yoink the actions. (laughs) I just saw the arm and the hips go. I'm sitting too close for comfort. (laughs) Because I'm sorry this is not Series 7B, this is Series 8 and Moffat needs to go. We need a showrunner who has the time to give this show the focus it deserves. Weren't we promised... More who than ever this year? <laughs> I believe we've complained about that already. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. I yeah. think we've touched or, upon that last time. Alternatively, I need some coffee as everyone else seems to love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Adrian, the aggravated American. P.S. Tenant and Piper in the 50th? Mm. Maybe as human doctor married to Rose? Mm. Sounds good to me. They better have time head kids. Mm. Rose is a shop girl. Maybe she gave Clara the TARDIS phone number. Mm. Mm. I don't think so. Nah. Wrong universe, isn't it? B! Yeah. B! Oh! S! Oh, he's off. If any of you like video games, check out Bioshock Infinite. I have it. It is an action shooter with a heck of a story. It deals with racism and world-endangering Doctor Who-ish science concepts. The female lead is very clara to me. <laughs> I've heard it's very good. I've bought a copy. I've yet to play it. Mm. I look forward to it. It's meant to be really, really yeah. good. Game of the year. As far as Moffat goes, we just want a full season run That's of 13 it. episodes. Yeah, as I pointed out a week or two back, it should now be the beginning of season nine. Mm, yeah. We're now at the eighth anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, we're getting 7B. Yeah. Okay, the specials made us lose a year. Yeah. But we're still, we're still half a year behind where we should be. And well, yeah, we're owed half. You won't start till this time next year, so we'll be an entire season behind. Yeah. Let's oh. face it, they're Sherlocking the series. Yeah. They're going to cut it down to three lots of four episodes or something. Uh, yeah. Hopefully not. Sensible like that. We've heard from David Banner. Hello, Hello David, David Banner. Banner. The David Banner? We yes, did this before. The one of the epic letter. Ah. Good oh. evening, all. Let me go around the table shaking your hands. Oh, thank well, you. Hello, Hello Lassie. Oh, how Hello, do you... Snowy. Hello, Littlest Hobo. Hello, Dog Tanyon. And hello, Scrappy Doo. <laughs> I don't mean Scrappy Doo. Not sure. <laughs> so, having just watched The Bells of St. John, I thought I might give you some of my immediate reactions to the episode. Right. Hey, the theme music. They changed it again. Yep. Yes. yes. It's tweaked. Do you remember 
were the days when the themes stayed the same for years. There was no variation. So why this obsession with continuous tinkering? It now sounds like it's being played under a bath of water. Just choose one and stick with it. He's right. It's very weak. It is. Or maybe this is deliberate. Maybe we're going to get a different variation each episode. Each episode theme can come from a country where Doctor Who is broadcast and at the end of the series season, delete according to your beliefs, we can have a Eurovision-style contest. Who Vision 2013. We could get Barrowman and Piper to host it. Oh. And while the voting is going on, they could sing a melody of Who songs, including songs written by Who stars. I can't wait to hear their musical style duet of Button Moon, followed by a troop of Cybermen doing River Dance, and then a surprise appearance by the burlesque Dalek group doing a special Who Vision act, waving their ostrich feather fans, only uh. for the final reveal to show the official Who Vision nipple tassels swinging on their balls. <laughs> Nanny. Of course. Any WhoVision voting has to ca- have some controversial elements to it. We could gang up on those countries who never return their Hartnell or Troutland episodes, yeah. give them low <laughs> marks, but that might backfire on us. But we could give our maximum points to a country that has only just bought the show. The prestige of winning would surely mean that they would continue to purchase Who, guaranteeing the BBC sales win-win all round, I think. <laughs> so I look forward to next week's episode, which um, will have the German entry with their national Umpar bands version. <laughs> B, the plot. Yeah, I quite yes. enjoyed. I quite enjoyed, although I although it did not seem to be much of an urban thriller that we were promised. Not a great surprise that the villain turned out to be the great intelligence. Although it was nice to see that it adopted adopted Richard E. Grant's face. I certainly cannot think of another actor who has such a big forehead that it looks. Like- <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he has great intelligence. <laughs> um. See, so, the Doctor keeps spare clothes under the console, does he? Odd choice. I wonder how many of us keep spare underwear in the boot of our cars. Not just socks, yeah. like I do, but actual underwear. <laughs> I suppose it depends on how big your boot is. If you have a small car with a tiny boot, you could make room for a thong or a jetstream. <laughs> or if you have a saloon or a state, there would be room for tennis-style boxes or pouches. But where would you get changed? The police box has frosted glass, but our cars don't. You could get changed in the front seats using the steering wheel to hide behind. Or if you have rear doors, I suppose you could stand in between two doors. That would protect you from people walking in front or behind, but not from people on the side. Of course, Mm. what you really need is a towel to put round yourself. Ah, A bath towel is great if you have a big car. A small car, though, how big are tea towels these days? Um, He's he's never uh, tried to change out of his swimming costume at a beach beside a car, has he? (laughs) Um, David, see a psychiatrist. (laughs) D, coffee or tea? Which is it? Clara has a big muggy-wuggy mug. He's empty. (laughs) At night, which she holds on the aeroplane, which shows she has her priorities right. A good English lass never lets go of their muggy-wuggy mug of tea. Indeed, I have been known to cuddle on the settee for hours with my muggy-wuggy mug. Clara certainly shows she is an expert with her muggy, but would you stop (laughs) saying that? Even though the plane was buckling, she never spilt a drop down her, a fine lass indeed. It's probably because it was empty. It was empty. If you look at several scenes, you can see the bottom of the uh, empty glass. And now, please sing this hymn in dedication to Clara oh, it is God. based on Jerusalem oh, God. I'm not going to sing it but thank I God. will say it and did those kettles mm-hmm. of long ago mm-hmm. fill up mm-hmm. the teapot mm-hmm. of my choice mm-hmm. <laughs> swirling mm-hmm. only two Yorkshire tea bags mm-hmm. to be drunk mm-hmm. <laughs> to be drunk in England's mm-hmm. Greenland mm-hmm. And did the countenance divine? I'm a little 
shine forth upon my sugar spoon. And was my mug of tea filled in here among these dark wintry morns? Second verse. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so was the first. Yeah. Bring me my kettle burning hot. Bring me my tea bags of desire. Bring me my muggy work mug of tea. Bring me my chariots of fire. Keith's going blue. I will not cease (laughs) from drinking tea. Nor will my mug ever leave my side (laughs) till we have drunk the teapot dry in England's green and pleasant land. (laughs) Really pink. Why did I do that? I the doctor to go and buy her another drink. <laughs> Although we did not hear the order. So the mystery about Clara deepens. Is she a tea drinker or a coffee person first thing in the morning? Or perhaps, but no, she couldn't be. Not a fruit tea person. Hot chocolate. She may even have her own little tea infuser or, horror of horror of horrors, drink it while the tea bag is still in her, in her muggy-wuggy mug. No! <laughs> and then, and then... It's shoes. then... The greatest sacrilege of all time happened. The doctor went to eat a fruit scone. Do you say scone or scone? You say scone. If it's fruit, it's scone. If it's cheese, it's scone. If it's cheese, it's scone. We've discussed this 25 years we've known each other. And you still don't... It's it's a scone. Back back to the letter. Scone. Scone. The future of millions listening to you depends on your pronunciation, for it will tell us the type of person you really are. <laughs> Without butter, jam or cream. What? <laughs> I lost track of that sentence halfway through. Everyone in the universe knows that you never, never, never eat a scone plain, except perhaps those who come from or live in darkest Peru. They use marmalade instead of jam. And no, jam and marmalade are not the same. No. no. E. The doctor licks again. <laughs> what? This time, a maple leaf. This doctor must have extra sensory powers in his tongue. Imagine what it tells him about the leaf. Where it was born, what food it eats, how much it likes sunshine, how many green flies used it as a bed to mate in, whose hands have held it, and which fingers they used to pick their noses. Just think what you could find out if your tongue was that powerful. Of course, licking things is nothing new. I used to like licking batteries and tin foil. I even once licked my sister's tongue when she asked me. <laughs> F. And, and finally, this new version of Clara. I'm not sure about this new one. Let's briefly recap by playing Blind Date. Oh, no. Cue titles. Scylla. Well, hello. We've got a... No, I can't do it. You can't do Scylla. That wasn't... She's from Liverpool, isn't she? Yes. Apparently, but pushed to the extreme. Well, hello. No, that's not right. La, 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 la. Scylla. You sound more like well, you have a dwarf thing. Well, hello. We've got a Laura. <laughs> Clara's here for you, but you can only choose one. Got your questions ready? Then ask away. You. Clara one. 
Question number one. Sometimes when I come home from work, I feel like having a night in. What would you do on a night in? Clara one. Well, I like baking. I'll slide into my little frilly apron and start <laughs> hey. Don't you just love to lick the mixing spoon? Then I'll give it a good whisk. I'll put the mixture in the oven and pour a glass of wine as I watch it rise. You. Clara two. Question number two. When I was younger, I used to be a bit of a naughty boy. I even ran away from home once. How would you have handled me? Clara too. Well, I can be naughty too, but extra naughty boys need to be told off, so my t- <laughs> again. So my tongue would give you a good lashing. <laughs> boys like to play, so I'll be your playmate, and if you ran away, well, I'll just have to grab hold of your carriage. You. Clara three. Question three. I'll like to treat you for your hard work and for putting others' needs ahead of your own. Where would you like to go and what drink would you have? Clara 3. Well, I don't mind where or when we go so long as I'm with you, but I like my drinks hot and steamy. <laughs> There's nothing better than watching the water reach boiling point and then having it all in my muggy-wuggy mug. <laughs> and then slowly drinking it down, savouring every drop. <laughs> Dave, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> Scylla. Well, contestants, now that you've heard our lovely Clara's, it's time to choose. To help you decide, here's our Graham to help. Graham, over to you. Graham. Well, Scylla, Clara one oozes confidence and sensuality. It is amazing what she can make stiff with her whisk. And you can eat her muffin any time. <laughs> <laughs> Your enthusiasm seems to have gone. <laughs> Clara two is prim proper, but oh so naughty. She'll... What? <laughs> I'm just not reading that. It's got the word spanking in it. <laughs> Clara three likes her muggy-wuggy mug hot and steamy. She'll soon make you boil over, but it's up to you. Scylla, thanks, Graham. Well, Chuck, which one will it be? Brackets. Getting tense now, face showing confusion. No, now concentration. Ah, decision made. You, I'll choose number two. Yeah, because it had the bloody spanking in it. (laughs) (laughs) Scylla, well, Chuck, before you meet Clara two, here's who you turn down. Clara one! You, mouth hangs open. Scylla, Clara three! You, big friendly smile, mental note to talk to her later just in case. Scylla, Clara two! You, big cheeky wink. Scylla, and after the break we'll find out where they are going. Cue ad break. And that is my only niggle with this episode. As much as oh. I enjoyed being introduced to Clara number three, secret <laughs> episode number two. But we will see, as the more I get to know this new Clara, I shall probably love her more. Aww. So, those are my brief first floor. <laughs> brief! I enjoyed it. Not great, but all right. I think I shall watch it again now so that I can gain some second, deeper thoughts about it. Would you like me to email them to you? No, no, no. no, no it's quite all right. It's all oh, right. please. Oh, by the way, enjoyed hearing about your favourite stories. My choices change daily depending on if I have to wear a hat or not. Must huh? write them down and send them to you to toy with. My best wishes to you all. Yours, David Banner. P.S. <laughs> Enjoyed your guest correspondent, Asda Man. <laughs> Reminded me of fish eyes in my pocket. <laughs> what? what? I don't know what that means. David, you're, you're just odd. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, David. I think. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. We'll get that. Random! <laughs> right, we have one here from Will. Hello, Will. Will, I'm warning you. (laughs) You are young, very, very young, and technically, under Victorian law, I can come round and beat the living snot out of you (laughs) if this letter annoys me. Oh, what about Dave? Dave can go hang. (laughs) (laughs) 
Right, hello, Crumbly. Uh-huh. Adam. Uh-huh. Gene, Keith, fake and real. Thank you. I listened to your 100th podcast, Ooh, and dear. the first two minutes were hilarious, but strangely disturbing. I have to make <laughs> this into that yeah. Can remember what we did? I can't, I can't It's 56 podcasts ago. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my anyway, I have to give you my favourite Who stories. Oh, yes. Cool. Number one, the Daleks' master plan. Ooh. Excellent story and yep. fine acting, especially mm-hmm. from Stephen. I'd like to see him back. Two... The Mind Robber. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yes. Three, Day of the Daleks. Yep. Fun, but more Daleks next time. Or Invasion of the Dinosaurs. I love Benton in this. (laughs) Four, Genesis of the Daleks. Mm. Amazing. Yes. Five, Keith's favourite, The Caves Caves of of Androzani. (laughs) Oh, well. Very good, and Davison does well. He does, and the directing, I thought, particularly in that story. The lighting is brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, stop it! (laughs) So rude. And uh, controversial one if number six, Colin Baker, The Trial of a Time Lord. Ooh. As a whole, Ooh. Baker at his best. On occasions, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd say Big Finish is probably at his best. That was it. my choice, too. Mm. Yes, but you were young and stupid. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Seven. Oh, <you're> young. <laughs> the Curse of Fenric. Yes, yes. yes. Nice. Yes. I watched Good a one. special edition movie length cut. I remember those. Mm. Eight. The Chimes of Midnight. Both yeah. the Doctor and Charlie are excellent. Yep. Nine, The Unquiet Dead. Yes, it's my one. Yes. Brilliant storyline. Ten, The Unicorn and the Wasp. Ooh, yes. Ooh, okay. Fantastic episode. Eleven, The Doctor's Wife. Yes. Yes, good choice. I enjoyed The Bell St. John at the time, but looking back on it, I thought it was quite boring. <laughs> L- looking back? <laughs> you sure yeah. you okay. watched the right episode? Or were, were you watch, actually watching this week's? <laughs> How is this possible? He looked back seven days. Next week, better be good. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I know the Mark Gatiss ones, be good, and the Ice Warriors are coming back. Yay. You did know that, didn't you, Adam? Does now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's hard to avoid that, unfortunately. Particularly if you've bought the Radio Times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what that green thing on the front was? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. You get ahead. Bye-bye now. Will. Thank, Thank you, Will. Will. Thank you, Will. One thing I hope for the next episode, otherwise I'm going to take it, I'm going to smash it over my knee, is that the Sonic Scrooge stops Sonic Screwdriver. Sonic Hoover. Sonic Screwdriver, but with a Hoover. Yeah. <laughs> it stops being able to do every beep, beep thing that the Doctor... Yeah. It like, can force field. It, it's just a Sonic Screwdriver. It can hold up heavy bulkheads, according oh, to the latest episode. Bulkheads yeah. With ease. It made the shield as a laser yeah. shield. Oh, yeah. It's did this before that the writers were using it as it's a too get easy, out of jail. isn't it? It's too easy, and they had to get well, rid, they of got it. rid of it. They got rid of K nine again. Are you so angry? How angry was she? I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> right, just some audio feedback here. Ooh, Ooh. team with Naya. Hello. Oh, my first Naya. You I... never forget your first. Oh. <laughs> Hello, Naya! Hello, staggering storytellers, the incredibly creepy head of Pertwee, and Azdaman! Quite an interesting podcast. I'm still actually listening to it. That's (laughs) rather long. Not that I'm objecting, but it's taking longer than usual. (laughs) Anyway, I've been holding off on giving you feedback until I had something interesting to say, and now we've got Neverwhere, and now we've got new Doctor Who, and the only thing I've got to say is squeeze! 
<laughs> so you have to decide for yourself how interesting that is. <laughs> Neverwhere couldn't have been less than brilliant, considering no. the text and considering that incredibly high-powered cast. Yeah, yeah mm. it was good. You know, uh, what can I say except for the fact that I'm surprised that it's not already for sale. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, know that good. the audios eventually come for sale. I've yeah. got quite a few BBC CDs in my collection already, and I've been poised with credit card ready, <laughs> and it's not available yet. Yeah, ah! <laughs> yeah, the I'm other thing you, is, on the new Who, I adore Clara. I, I am fascinated by her. I'm really interested in finding out what twisted, twisty, timey-wimey backstory Moffat has planned for her. But I think she's a great person. I, I adore her as a companion. Mm -hmm. And once again, Moffat has learned how to take something completely normal, like the wireless that we all use all the time, and make it really creepy. Yep. So, so far, he's gotten gas masks, Little children calling for their mummies, graveyard angels, cracks in the plaster, yeah. and now wireless. Oh, mm. and well, no, he didn't do GPS units. That was RTD. Yeah. So the day is going to come fairly soon for Who fans when just absolutely everything normal is the scariest thing in the universe. <laughs> Let's see. There really isn't much else for me to say. Uh, by the time you play this, assuming that I've made it into your next podcast, you did. Uh, I will actually be in Atlanta, Georgia for 221BCon, which is a convention for all things Sherlock Holmes and all versions of Sherlock Holmes. Mm. So if there's anything interesting, I shall pass it on to your listeners. It's a new convention. I have no idea what to expect. Although I am rather expecting a good time because to go completely off topic in Atlanta on the same weekend is Stitches South, which is one of the n largest knitting conventions. So <laughs> I'm going down early and I'm going to spend one day knitting and two Shadow days Sherlock Holmesing. Yep. And mm. then fortunately, BBC is making the Doctor Who episodes available for download, legal download on iTunes. Mm. Almost immediately. They show up the day after the show. So I, I hopefully on Sunday can catch up with the episode I will have missed and have a Doctor Who Sunday. Mm. And that's a pretty good weekend, y'all. <laughs> anyway, take care. Uh, have fun. And I will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Have fun. Bye now. Take care. Don't you just know that knitting conventions are the most chilled places in the world? <laughs> I was going to say, what's wrong know. with the Sherlock Holmes one? Because at the Doctor Who one, it seemed to be a Doctor Who knitting convention. Yep, it yep, was like being gallant. at the last days of Mary Antoinette where everyone's sitting there listening to the actors while knitting in the front. <laughs> knitting conventions, they all watch Doctor Who and drink cider. Yeah. Why awesome. Not? Now <laughs> I need a new seventh Doctor. quick as well out there now, the Who. Yeah. I wish Game of Thrones is the same here. There's no way to watch it unless you've got Sky Atlantic. Yeah. I don't watch a Game of Thrones knitting DVDs. convention. I buy the DVDs, but they take eight. Season two just came out uh, a few weeks ago. Season three just started. for my birthday. Yeah. You did. Happy birthday. season one yet. Oh, you don't know about the uh, alien invasion at the end. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another bit of audio feedback here from Luke. Hello, Hello Luke. From Tumudwap. Hello, Staggering Stories team and all the other characters that one's supposed to say hello to in ah, Adam's living room. Uh, it's Luke from Tumudwap here, though I assume you've already guessed that. Long time I haven't sent any feedback, no. but obviously I have seen most of you. 
uh, all of you, in fact, barring Crumbly, at Gallifrey recently, but your listeners may not have heard from me. A couple of things, really. One is to say that I've just started watching Space Above and Beyond. I've, I believe you've oh. mentioned this on your podcast before. Yeah. It's a yeah. mid-90s sci-fi show that was running around the same time as Babylon 5 Season 3. I had the theme tune on a CD of cult themes for years, yeah. and uh, thought I'd finally check it out. I've only seen the pilot two episodes so far, uh, so don't really know what to make of it yet. Yeah. Have any of you guys seen it, and what do you think of it? I think it's and the other topic, obviously, is uh, the topic that your listeners have been emailing in over the last couple of months, Doctor Who favourites. Now, I'm not one for writing lists, ranking stories from top tens and all this kind of thing. There's stories that I like, stories that I don't like, stories that I have a fondness for, even if they're not very good, uh, all that kind of thing. So I've, I've basically selected two stories from each Doctor which I like or have a fondness for, for various reasons, and, and here's a quick rundown. So, first of all, for the first Doctor, the Romans mm-hmm. stars the best TARDIS team ever, in my opinion. The oh. Doctor with Ian, Barbara, and Vicky, oh. and the Romans is just a wonderful comedy. And I would say the Space Museum, yes, yes the second, third, and fourth episodes aren't quite so good, but the first one is just magical. Yeah. Oh. If you only watch one episode of Hartnell, watch that one. Mm-hmm. Troughton. Uh, well, there's not much of this that we can see, but uh, The Mind Robber, um, I love that story. And uh, getting it on VHS, said 100 minutes on the back, you assume it's a four-parter, mm. you get to the end of episode four, Jamie and Zoe are squashed into a book, blimey, there's another episode, because they've actually all been 20 minutes long. Uh, that was one <laughs> of the biggest shocks uh, of my Doctor oh, Who yeah. uh, <laughs> career. And I love the story. And then, of course, The War Games. Some people say it's ten episodes uh, too long. Well, sorry, nine episodes <laughs> too long. And the, the time little bit at the end is the most important. Actually, I think that's the least important. The nine episodes preceding that are why I keep going back to the War Games. It's a magnificent romp. It flies by. On to John Pertwee, Spirit from Space, mm. and Day of the Daleks. These are two of the in- first VHSs that I owned, and so I have a lot of childhood yeah. fondness for them. The only thing that's wrong with Day of the Daleks is the voices. They fixed that on the special edition, but then yeah. fixed lots of things that shouldn't have been fixed with it. So uh, I ought to do a mega edit where I put the two things together. <laughs> now, the fourth Doctor, I'm going to be a bit controversial here. I'm going to go for Revenge of the Cybermen and The Keeper of Traken. Again, yeah, both yeah. of these are childhood uh, memories. Okay, yeah. Early videos that I saw. I would much rather watch Revenge of the Cybermen over Genesis of the Daleks any day, even though I recognise that the latter is a much better story. And Keeper is just one of those wonderful childhood memories and uh, a much underrated story at the end of his tenure. Mm. And I even like Adric in it. (laughs) Fifth Doctor, Earthshock, wonderful blockbuster. And yes, Adric dies. In fact, I just watched it last night. It's wonderful. And Keith, you're wrong. Caves of Androzani is fantastic. So if you want to see some fantastic direction um, from the classic series, that's the one to watch. (laughs) Colin Baker, Attack of the Cybermen. Yes, I know people say it's a pile of pap because Ian Levine wrote it or Eric Sayward wrote it or his girlfriend wrote it or somebody wrote it. But uh, I really enjoy it. And then The Trial of a Time Lord. Yes, there's stuff wrong with it, but uh, it has a much better Sixth Doctor in it than any of the rest of his time. Mm-hmm. For the Seventh Doctor, I'm actually going to pick three. <laughs> One from each of his series. Really? Time in the Rani. Yes, I've said really? that. Everybody hates Time in the Rani. Everybody yeah. says it's rubbish. I, don't hate time in the I Rani. once sat down and watched it on VHS entirely out of choice. My not-wee housemate came in, and I wasn't at all embarrassed to watch it with him. And that's when I realised that I actually quite like Time of the Rani. And then I'm going to be boring and go for Remembrance and the and Curse of Fenric because everybody goes for those because they're good. I couldn't watch any of those uh, any time. I like the TV movie for the Eighth Doctor. Have listened to some of his audios, but think his best performance is probably still the movie, even though the rest of it isn't quite so good. Ninth Doctor, 
Dalek and Father's Day. Hmm. I remember the day that I got all my mates round to watch Dalek. It was like, the Daleks are back! You don't realise how important this is. <laughs> Some of them still didn't realise how important it was, but it was a great experience of watching Doctor Who. And Father's Day, oh, just Paul Connell, I know you're manipulating me emotionally, but I don't yeah. care. It's <laughs> Tenth Doctor... I'm going to be be unpopular again. The Idiot's Lantern. Everybody seems to hate this, but I love it. it. It's basically a remake of Spearhead from Space. Think about it. Gridlock, again, cried my eyes out. It was an emotionally difficult point at the the time, having just lost my nan. That probably factored into it, but I still cry every single time. Mm -hmm. And finally, on to the 11th Doctor. Yes, I've waffled on for far too long. Asylum of the Daleks and Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. What? What? (laughs) Yes. This was the first time in a long time that I'd actually liked two episodes of Doctor Who in a row. Mm -hmm. And I think Asylum was the, thus far, the only Doctor episode that I have seen on first broadcast in the company of Staggering Stories members. Obviously, I sat next to Adam for Mind of Evil the other week. And then Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. Yep, that was just a fun romp. And uh, seeing it with the live commentary from Saul Metstein at... Or was it Metstein? I can't remember. Uh, whichever one. Seeing that commentary was, was just fantastic and made me appreciate the episode all the more. So, yes, uh, that's my rundown. Feel free to disagree with any or all of it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Interesting selection. Yeah, yeah definitely yes. interesting choices. It is always difficult because I'm exactly the same. It's like I chop and change to what mood I'm in, or yeah, it's a fact. Yeah. It, it, memories or oh, some yeah. have you or. A lot, lot of have, my Tom Baker and uh, Pertwee are because of the videos. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I have to go with the Space Museum because that's one I was thinking of because it's one of the first ones that actually introduces the whole concept of genuine time yeah. travel. Yeah. And, and I also like the Romans. Yeah. It's quite funny. <laughs> and you can tell Hartnell's enjoying himself. A rare occasion. Yeah. <laughs> He's in a good mood. Do we have any more feedback? We have one last bit of audio feedback from Reese. Hello, Hello, Hello Reese. Hello, Staggering Stories team, namely El Presidente, Crumbly, oh. Gene, Keats, Fake and Real, the head of Pertwee, Graham, Nazi Spock, Dangerous Churchill, and as it was last episode, Hasdaman! <laughs> Where's Brian Blessed when I need him? Anyway, (laughs) Scott, I hope you're listening, or I hope you're there in studio, because I just wanted to tell you, you did a fantastic job on the podcast. You put to shame my first ever appearance on a podcast, or recording of a podcast, because you presented your arguments or your points of view as clearly as if you'd been doing it for years. You did a great (laughs) job. And I love the fact that you could bump into Keith in Asda, and then a few weeks afterwards appear on the show. That's just great. And thank you, Staggering Stories, for being such wonderful people to let that happen. And Speaking you. of which, how are you? Okay. Good, fine. Yep, yeah. fine, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Now, I'm not going to pause as long as I did last time, because it was a bit too long, so I hope you all managed to say that you're okay or not. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the, ne- the latest two Doctor Who episodes. So first off, The Bells of St. John. Yeah. I like it now, but the first time I saw it, I didn't feel... Too happy with it. I don't know what it was. It's gross. There were bits I liked, bits I didn't like. The Doctor Who bit annoyed me, because if you're going to answer the Doctor Who question and say who he is, <laughs> then you're not going to be writing for Doctor Who anymore. Yeah, I mean, let's say, for example, the answer is Bob. Now, I need Rowan Atkinson to say that properly. Bob. Bob. Dr. Bob. You wouldn't be writing for Doctor Who, you'd be writing for Dr. Bob. And why would you even think about answering? It just doesn't make sense, it's and it annoys me. It's not going to be answered. But anyway, no. moving on... <laughs> The bits I did like were Jenna Louise Coleman, Matt Smith, and Celia Imry. Yep. Great acting. I yeah. love the music, as always. Yep. The plot wasn't bad. Yeah. It was a nice, simple plot to get them together so that they can interact excellently, like they did in the Christmas special. That was um, 
the Doctor and Clara interacting brilliantly. Then Strax, Jenny and Vastra also interacted brilliantly in that. But in this, we just get more of the Doctor and Clara being really excellent. And Celia Imrie being a charming, evil yes. so-and-so. And I just thought her character was really great because whilst it was evil that she wanted to kill that guy, she liked him enough to let him have his holidays first, <laughs> which I thought was just a good line, quite funny, and just added to the character. Kind of like an evil ver- a female version of the Master. I think the reason why I didn't like it first time round was the colour in the episode. They always dress people in light colours or in black and in white. Nothing vibrant. And it mm. just seemed like the whole episode was cold because of that. Mm. And I, I, I know that's a silly thing, but I just didn't connect to it as much as previous episodes. But I know that's just a, a mute point. The things I, other things I liked, the Doctor worshipping the bow tie, the Doctor's <laughs> gorgeous new costume yeah, 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 i want yeah, one yeah. of those in fact yeah. i want the one out of the next episode because it's got the um waistcoat that just adds more to it i you love it and Just abby like shop me. did mention once actually that what did you think what do you think of this new coat and i went oh my god are you going to make one i hope they do because that yeah. would be excellent i like him worshiping the bow tie i love fun lines like when you say mobile phone, why do you point to that blue box? Because yeah. it's a surprisingly accurate description. Yeah. Lots of great lines like that. Yeah. Oh, speak of the blue box. Yeah. I love what the name of the episode referred to. Mm. Yes. Oh. It's the bells of the TARDIS phone ringing. And I didn't realize it until the camera went a bit further than Matt Smith's hand opening the door and answering the phone mm-hmm. and uh, zoomed in on the sticker. And I thought, oh, of course. Yeah. How yeah. thick I was. <laughs> I also love the charming scenes between um, him and Clara, specifically um, when he's sitting outside with the, the laptop yes. and the spoon head, mm. and he the says notebook. things like he invented the quadricycle and <laughs> talked to her dad for a long time about the government, and you could see him sitting there, like you could see him making the snowmen in A Christmas Carol. You could see him sitting there listening to the rants that, Clara's grandfather had about the government. I just like that. That was an awful lot of fun and just nice, charming interaction between them. And speaking of charming, what I'm guessing is Clara's theme is quite a beautiful little piece of music. Oh, it was I in mentioned this in the Christmas past. Carol when she was in the TARDIS and the doctor gave her the key, which uh, yeah. incidentally she dropped as she was dragged out of the TARDIS. I remember yeah. you mentioning that she might have had it still, but she dropped it in the TARDIS yeah, and she should get a new one of those soon because he doesn't have one in the next episode, as we'll get to, and we'll see. It's a nice little piece of music. And also another really nice piece of music was at the end of the episode when the Doctor asked her about page one, the leaf, which uh, grew miraculously in size in the next episode. I'll get back to that. (laughs) Um, And the music was kind of like a a soft, quiet version of I Am The Doctor on guitar, and then it crosses crosses into a big, exciting, perfect way to end an episode with exciting music. And Matt Smith kind of saying i'm going to solve a mystery well the 11th doctor saying that i've gone from not knowing how to feel about this episode when i first saw it to seeing it a few times and really loving it it's a kind of episode that the more i watch the more i'll get out of it i think and uh it's the kind of episode i'll watch when say the next episodes kind of don't live up to the same level or it might be a bit bad or (laughs) might turn out to be disappointing (laughs) and on that note i'll talk about the next episode (laughs) despite my comment just then and despite the fact i agree with jean's comment on the uh, staggery stories facebook group not quite her comment on her own um get glue account and uh, facebook account but uh, (laughs) despite that i still enjoyed the next episode i still enjoyed doctor who let's cash in on the success of laid miserable and throw a musical element into an episode no sorry the Rings of Akaten, just, it was quite fun. But I can see the very 
terrible plot holes and not just plot holes just plot ideas mm. specifically the biggest one that really annoys me is the fact that he's just kind of um, screwed over that solar system by getting rid of the solar part of the solar system he destroyed the sun and yeah. apparently there are seven planets apparently something like that they mentioned seven planets a few times and the sun's gone and i'm assuming that solar system has gone now what I he wouldn't do that giant. i think yeah Ugh. The biggest thing that annoyed me about the episode was that it seemed like after Neil Cross had signed the contract to write the episode, he'd gone and got his New Who DVDs out and thought, what do I like about this incarnation of the show? What do I like about New Who? And he thought, oh, that's good. I'll write a bit of that. Mm -hmm. I like that. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, singing. We'll put a bit of that in the episode. <laughs> and he put it in an episode that relied on a lot of CGI and not so much subplot and subcharacters. Mm -hmm. And it just, oh, I don't know didn't hold together very well. But to adjust actually the point Dean made on the Staggering Stories Facebook group, she said the whole episode was to lead up to the speech, which is very true. But personally, I didn't mind the speech per se, but it was annoying that the whole episode, they had a bit of preaching from Clara about don't worry, don't be afraid about things. And then we gave the Doctor a moment to preach to us about various things. Well, not quite preach, just, you know, rant. Mm. Or whatever the right word is. I didn't mind the speech, and this might be because we have opposite opinions opposing opinions on um matt smith i thought he played it well and i thought yeah. the music for that scene was good i'll get back to that so did but i, I think <laughs> maybe if it was david tennant she might have enjoyed the speech itself a bit more but the whole idea that it was just to give him that opportunity was again a bit annoying as she said and uh speaking of the speech how could clara hear him while he was saying that speech yeah how could they hear him they're too far away yeah. unless the god magically mic'd him up or something like that. <laughs> it was Quite annoying nice. speaking of the music martin hovell said he didn't like he thought the score was off he thought the episode was awful i wouldn't go that far but he thought the episode was awful and the score was off yeah. especially the i and the doctor variations he said which he's had enough of fair enough <laughs> I haven't. I adore it. It's one of the highlights of any episode yeah. for me. But yes, I'd agree. And since season six, he's been doing this. Murray's been going over the top with music when the villain's approaching you. It's all very bombastic and boom, boom, boom. There's a monster coming. Boom, boom, boom. And it was just annoying. And oh, speaking of the monsters, how underused were they? They were really good looking, but really, yeah. really underused. The they were yeah, really yeah. creepy, too. The whispering and the synchronized head movings, just, oh, that was and creepy. The and the music in that scene when we first yep. saw them was good, but yeah. when, when when they were marching towards Clara and the mummy thing in the cage, the glass cage was going, rah, just <laughs> ugh, not good music. Normally I put that sort of thing down to the sound mixer, mixer having the getting the best he can out of the music by having it really loud, but I just didn't think it was very good in the first place. The only parts of that scene that I did like music-wise was the I Am The Doctor variations, so it must be even worse for Martin if he's got, had enough of those variations. <laughs> I mentioned the leaf earlier and the yeah. fact that it grew in this episode, but also when I first saw it in the other um, Bells of St. John, I thought it was a maple leaf and... Uh, I thought that would tie in with the fact that the first Clara we ever saw was on the starship Alaska. And right next to Canada, where you can get maple leaves quite freely, <laughs> um, is Alaska. I thought by page one, 101 places to go or see or whatever the title of the book is would be Alaska. I don't know why um, that wouldn't be Canada, but, you know, they're close to each other. That's why I linked them together. But no, that wasn't the case. So I was a bit disappointed by that, too. But overall... I kind of like the episode. It's kind of the opposite uh, opposite reaction I had towards The Angels Take Manhattan and the opposite reaction Gene and Keith had to Midnight. I could see that it's an excellently produced episode 
New York looked brilliant. The period, the um, props and the sets looked great. The BBC is always good with period costumes and whatever. Um, not too period in that case, but still, it was <clears throat> specific style. And they're actually really good in this too. The suit that Clara's dad wore at the beginning was clearly from the 80s. But just, you know, it's well put together. The New York was good. Period stuff was good. The acting was good. It's an episode with Alex Kingston and Karen Gillan on the same screen at the same time. Four. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's not quite so important to the plot and the production as everything else. That's just a, a major point for me. I just thought I'd point that out. Oh. Wow. Come back and the acting is excellent, and the music for that episode is really good. It's creepy when it needs to be in the hallways with the angels, and it's heartbreaking when the ponds jump off the building. Yeah. Actually, we heard the tune of that in Asylum of the Daleks when Amy sees the dancing people. I noticed that. It's kind of like hmm. the Song of Freedom we first, where you first heard that in the Planet of the Ood, and then we heard it in Stolen Earth. Same sort of thing. It's a little bit the person sings the scene where they're all dancing and then it's the same vocal bit that I'm assuming Mel- Melanie Pappenheim is singing. Is she still doing music for who? Oh, well. But I think she's singing it when the partners jump off the building. Nice mm. musical continuity there, I guess. Yeah. That's well put together. I just don't like Angels Take Manhattan and it might be because the ponds leave. I'm willing to admit that, but I just don't like it. It's the opposite with this. There are many, 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 far God too damn. many problems with this episode, yeah. but I still yeah. like it. Actually, I'm half looking forward to and half dreading Gene's rant about it. <laughs> um, presumably, we would have heard that already because we played the feedback at the end of the episode, and she probably would have already said it, but not by the time of recording this. There's more uh, than one wibbly rant. wobbly timey wimey. How oh, I love that scene. Anyway, I've gone rant. on for. A long time now. I'll leave you feedback for the next two episodes of Doctor Who, which hopefully we'll all enjoy a little bit more. I enjoyed these two. In fact, I love the first one. It's really good. Mm. But, you know, hopefully we get back to that sort of level with the next two. And I'll speak to you next time. So thanks for the great podcast and farewell. Thank you, Reese. Thank you for the kind words, Reese. Do you want to lead us out, young Keith? Young? Old Keith? No, no, let's go back to the young. Uh, Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for this Staggering Stories podcast for another fortnight. We shall return, do not worry. We shall see you again, standing tippy-toe on the hilltops of... (laughs) If you're going to be silly, I'll get Scott to do the (laughs) album. We hope to hear from you again. Join us next time for new reviews and who old and new. Thank you and goodbye. Farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. See ya. And bye-bye. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 156, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, Scott Fuller, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and do not necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Was it your addendum about... Was it, addendum no, yours, yours is the addendum about... Take sex. Yeah. <laughs> mine mine was a general sex. who one, and I just can't yeah. remember where sex, it was. Sex, sex, sex. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> who you think about? Guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> was it we got Carol Ann Ford saying... saying oh, No, saying her, it killed her career. Her career's dead. I think her career was pretty much dead when she got the part. She <laughs> counted herself lucky. She was in... <laughs> it hit me in the face. <laughs> It's wobbling. <laughs>
That's the ghost of Caroline. She's not dead. She's not dead. She's Warris Hussein. Hussein. He's, having, he's having a pop that Doctor Who is now far too sexy. sexy. He says there's too much sex. He's Doctor Who, not Doctor Shag. They basically yeah. listened to the reunion. And well, the, he didn't yeah. say that much in there, did he? About no, it? he just said it's a bit different. Yeah, he wasn't exactly slating it. Though. Well, I, I'm no, just, no. I'm just After picking the up the Daily Mail had finished with yeah. him. Oh yes. Yeah. The mirror shoved a picture of Colin Baker on to represent it. Maybe. <laughs> Again. <Yeah. laughs> Digging, so you need to make some strained grunts. Yeah. Think <laughs> 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 pond. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, what, what, we either need to set up a microphone in the loo or, in the <laughs> or at the end of his bed. Might get a bit messy then. Ian M. Banks dying. dying. Mm-hmm. Lots of bad news about dying again and say okay. it a little less cheery. <laughs> okay, okay, I won't say a word. Yes, you will, but say it respectfully <clears throat> right. and not happily. <laughs> okay. Ian M. Banks dying. dying. Yes. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Oh, there's blood ow, everywhere. Ow. 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 <laughs> Ow, oh, really? ow. Get off on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another. Oh, my hand. Oh, my God. I feel my arm. Right, so we will try that one more time. Okay. And I'll, you will I'll... be sensible. <laughs> or you will be dead. Another body to bury. <laughs> yeah. And his publishers are working hard to bring this... I'll start that again. <laughs> His laugh. It's meant to be a somber moment, and she did a silly she noise. She made a mistake. She's now correcting that mistake in a respectful manner. Excuse me. Well, <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. It's you know respectful. how hard I find it to get through these things without See? bursting into hysterics. You mock her. I'm not mocking. I'm just saying how it <laughs> respectful. May I continue? <laughs> Why did I think Unites was unities? Uh, probably <laughs> insane. <laughs> well, just a little bit. Because it's sci-fi. That's why you invited suddenly, me on. Suddenly everything looks a bit weird. Yeah. Because you are insane. What have you heard? I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> oh, oh, it's oh, everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was good. Uh, <laughs> I invited on me. Keith, clean yourself down. <laughs> I was deeply thought. I said hurted. Hurted. You said hurted. And to punch it again. That was a scream of panic. I'm a lot calmer this time. Let's see how next time goes. (laughs) Give him some coffee. (laughs) Oh. Couple of Starbuckses. (laughs) You won't be getting a word in edgeways. Oh no, I thought it was quite good actually. <laughs> it saved me. I've ranted on Facebook and I had a little rant on. Go- well, get glue. I just put, what's Rings of Art Mountain? Fire! <laughs> rings of what? Axon Art. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, that's Sinatra. We forgot to call it Frank Sinatra. <laughs>